When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Phony AD started pulling his way. <laughs> nah, he's got his <laughs> He's a regular Bob Monkhouse. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Mature Gamer Podcast, no longer the home of the older, wiser gamer. I'm Kev, and with me as ever, we've got Steve and AD. Hello everyone, you are right. Hello. And yes, you heard right, we have moved, changed homes, relocation, change of address. Gone our separate ways. That's the word I was looking for. Um, we've, got, we've got a new website, basically, maturegamerpodcast.com. Everything we've ever told you about websites, forums, Twitter, all that stuff that we've ever told you before, that's not us anymore. Um, we've all, we've, everything's moved over. Except the Facebook. Only, yeah, except for Facebook. Um, the only real difference, as I say, is it's a different web address, maturegamerpodcast.com. The forum is now found over there as well. All the episodes are over there. Um, the Twitter account has changed. It's MGUK Podcast now. Um, and yeah, we've basically moved over. It was a bit of a upheaval doing the moving. So anyone who tried to download the podcast off of iTunes sort of Tuesday, Wednesday this week, we apologize. We were fiddling around in the background and breaking stuff, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> it, it all works again now. Um, the eagle eyed amongst you will notice there's a slightly different shade on the screen of your uh, iPod on the background that you're looking at. So I've slightly changed the shade of the uh, of the logo, just basically because I couldn't remember what the old one was. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I used a slightly different colour. Um, but that's about the only difference. New website, slightly new colour. But other than that, it's the same people, same name, and hopefully business as usual. Coming up on this week's show, we have AD talking about some World War II shooters and other old games. And I think he reckons he's actually finished a game, but I don't believe him. Um, Steve is going to talk to us about gaming at his desk and some online stuff that he's been getting up to. I've actually played some modern console video games, including Mass Effect 3 and Journey. Uh, We've got the usual stuff about game. You know know how it is. We have to talk about game every week just because they completely dominate the news. Some interesting new releases that are on the horizon as well. And uh, updated scores from the best game of all time competition. After all that, Kev will tell you how you can become suave as shit. So, Aidy, what have you been playing this week then? Right, well, this week, incredibly enough, I have managed to get some gaming in. Um, and started out it's good yeah on a gaming well podcast. you know you know i just thought i'd try it turning point fall of liberty on the xbox 360 and i can hear the collective groan of everybody already <laughs> and yeah it is one of the worst games ever and what even compounds it were <laughs> yeah well I've, I've um already played it on the ps3 and <laughs> <laughs> so you knew it was bad <laughs> yeah so but what happened idea? was 
Well, everybody knows that I have I have an alternate life as a as a video creator on YouTube, right? So I was in game, and I thought I'll have a look at what the flogging really cheap, and it was there for one pound ninety nine. Now there was two things always bugged me about this game. The first was obviously the fact that it was diabolically shit. Um, but the second was that I went through it all on the PS3 and didn't get a single trophy because it was a game that came out before Sony introduced the trophies on the PS3. So I enjoyed the pain for nothing, and I thought, you know what, I can see a good YouTube video coming up with this, and I'm going to get it on the 360, so enjoying the pain this time, at least I'll have some achievement rewards. And the achievements so far have been quite easy. The game's... Actually, I've got to say, it looks considerably better on the 360 than it did on the PS3. Um, oh, well, that could be just my brain just praying, just wanting it to be better. But it's still essentially the same game. It's pretty naff. It's uh, it's a first-person shooter set in an alternate timeline. The, the Germans won the Second World War in Europe and... Uh, decide to invade America and you play this guy who starts out um, as a construction worker on top of a skyscraper being built when the uh, when the Nazis arrive and start blowing shit up. It's actually, that first level is, I think, exceptionally good because um, you've got to get off the skyscraper while this attack's going on and you've not got any weapons or anything and you've got to dodge all the explosions and stuff like that. That bit is really good. And it's the, not very good for a first-person shooter, but it's when you actually pick up the guns, it turns to shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I remember, I remember hearing about this at the time and thinking this, the premise of it sounded brilliant. I thought oh, that's a really good story, but I never played it because I just read so many reviews of it, and it just basically sounded like they'd completely ruined it. They've kind of stolen the story from Red Alert a little bit, though. That wasn't uh, Germans win the war. That was more Hitler didn't exist and. So it's a different story. Yeah, it's a little bit. What I mean is changing, <laughs> change, what I mean is changing the course of World War Two has been done to death, like loads of times. I can't believe that that's still being done. Yeah, but in the context of like a first-person shooter, it seemed like a really good story mm. because that usually isn't the case. Usually, they go down the we're going to set a, a battle, you know, in a Second World War against. Um, a real battle in the Second World War, which would be the game that I come to next. Um, but you know, the idea that that Winston Churchill sort of was killed in a taxi accident in New York—I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people do know, but is it actually true that he was hit by a taxi cab when he was in New York, and that's why he had a limp and walked with a cane? Because that's what no idea alludes to. So. If there's any historians out there, I should really know, shouldn't I? But <laughs> if you'd have uh, done any preparation for this episode, well, you'd have probably known, Ad. Well, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that happened according to Wikipedia. Well, there you go. So they just took it further and said that he actual he actually died of his injuries, and that's he wasn't around to be Prime Minister of Britain. So we just sort of capitulated. I think this would have made a better episode of Red Dwarf than a game. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. That's what we but um, it, that guy who hit him has a whole page. Edward F. Cantasanano, whatever. He's famous for running over Winston Churchill and nearly killing him. That's pretty cool. So the premise is actually really good. And the, the, the people that made this made another game called Legendary, um, which 
Again, had a really good premise where they find Pandora's box and they unleash it and all of these like mystical creatures start attacking modern-day New York. They should do a Doctor Who episode like that. Yeah, that was a really good premise as well. It was That actually was slightly better than this game. But when I say slightly, I mean slightly. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost the exact same game, but with fantasy monsters instead of Nazis. But... Yeah, it, it, they they had really good ideas, but I think the problem was they were probably a low budget studio had very little money. Um, although Codemasters were the publishers, funnily enough. Um, so yeah, Did you said Code Bastards. Code Masters. <laughs> you pulled a face just as he said it, and no. I thought, did he hear it too? But no. <laughs> like Steve's having a meltdown. Yeah. I am. I just had Code Bastards and thought. <laughs> Steve's got Tourette's of the years this morning. Uh, it was a memorable name for a company, though. You'd definitely go to. Code I don't think it's massively marketable, though, is it? <laughs> Sponsored by Code Bastards. Yeah, latest game from Code Bastards. Uh, and so on to my next game, which is a World War Two shooter that's old and it's not like you, AD, playing an old game. No. It's even older than Turning Point, and this is Medal of Honor Frontlines on the GameCube. And I said cube and not pube then, Steve, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks uh, for clarification. Yeah, and this is probably one of the best console versions of Medal of Honor. It starts out where you're on the beaches in Normandy, very like safe in Private Ryan-like, and it's really cool. I like it. The, the sort of series kind of wobbled a bit for me after this one and started to go a bit weird. Um, as EA tried to do their annual update of it, um, which is obviously something Activision copied with Call of Duty. But, um, no, Frontlines is really good. It's really good. You just play the same guy all the way through. Jimmy Patterson. I used to love them Jimmy games. Patterson, yeah. Every time you go near a Nazi, you'll be like, ah, oh, nine, it's Jimmy yeah. Patterson. No, and run, <laughs> throw himself off a boat. That's one of the best games on the GameCube by Miles. Um, yeah, the, the the bit that I always find funny is you go through this whole rigmarole of getting this disguise and this um, this fake ID to get into this uh, German um, occupied chateau or something like that, and you do it, and the very first guy you show your ID to, <laughs> bloody emoji cover, and you're like, okay, we're not messing uh, about with this then. I think they tried to make it a bit more... Um, a bit more action orientated yeah. than two that went before it. They they were a bit more slower paced, and this was a bit faster paced. But yeah, it's really good, really good. And I think it cost me about eighty p really? off Amazon. Yeah, uh-huh. and it arrived um, brand new, still sealed. <laughs> I paid more for the postage than I did for the game. <laughs> I, you've, now you've mentioned it, I just I've forgotten how much time I spent playing that when I was younger, and just. All the different things that used to be said, like, sounds the alarm. <laughs> you know, every time you'd, I'd be so bad. I'm no good at stealth, so you're supposed to sneak around. But that was be all you'd ever hear, Germans yeah. sounding alarms and me rocket launching people or, you know, shotgunning them in the face. Oh, that's a... Well, that was it. It wasn't, didn't help by the fact you're supposed to stealth around and he gave you a shotgun. And that was <laughs> that sort of flew in the face of stealth for me. But, yeah, I, do, I think it's a, it's a great game. You can also get it, by the way, if you buy the Tier 1 edition of Medal of Honor on the PS3, uh, Frontlines comes free. 
Um, Have you uh, finished talking about World War Two shooters now? Because I've finished my picture of World War Two man. <laughs> I oh, was just going to ask, Aidy, do you know of any games, newer games, that let you storm the beaches of Normandy? Because, again, that's probably one of the few first levels uh, of a game that I've played hundreds of times. Cause I just love just that bit, just storming it and running down the left to pick up your better gun and then trying to make it through everything. I don't think I've played any other games where you get to do that. I think... One of the Call of Duty games puts you at the uh, point de hoc um, where you have to go up a cliff face at Normandy. Um, I'm trying to think now what the which one is it? It's one of the one of the earlier Call of Duty games. I think it's Call of Duty Two, but I might be wrong. I kind of wanted a more up to date, good graphics, <laughs> not, not an older game <laughs> than the one. You... Call of Duty Two is at least in the current generation. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I I, I don't know. That's the most recent one I can think of. No worries. Um, But you're kind of going up the cliff face rather than going across the beach. Again, that was actual battle that did take place. Um, But I think it's Call of Duty 2. Yeah, pretty certain it is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was it for my World War 2 week. I've got loads more, by the way coming up <laughs> i have got some belters coming up. i'm gonna have to practice drawing pictures of world war ii man then which i have you now just tweeted so that everyone can now see everyone else can see what i've been doing <laughs> while you two have been talking about fucking boring ass world war ii shooters all right then well i'll get to the darkness as i finished it oh you haven't well, um, i have well, i want that i want this going down as a red letter day that <laughs> i have actually finished a game whilst been doing this podcast well and i don't know this might actually not be the first but it's uh it's certainly the first new game should i say as in it actually came out this year that i finished so uh well, yeah i love that what a cracking game that was it was awesome it was, it? It, yeah it was perfectly paced as well it was just the right length of time of the game mm. i didn't get I could have got... I think if it had been like another couple of hours longer, you might have got a bit fed up of it. How long did it take you? can't remember. It took me that... Well, I mean, um, I mean game time or yeah, actual time. from when I got it. <laughs> game time, because uh, I got it on the PC and I keep meaning to play it, but I know that uh, computer gaming is what really sets off me feeling ill, so I'm kind of... It's there and I want to play it because I've got it, but... Kev tells me it's four hours, but is that four? Yeah, I think it's probably four to five hours. I mean, I take my time because I go hunting. I went hunting for all them um, bloody relic things. And I always have to check every corner of every level as well. I don't know why. I'm just obsessive I about it. I just raced through it. I like yeah, this. so it's one of them. You can race through it. I would say, yeah, four hours, five hours tops. But if you take your time and stuff like that, you can always make these things last longer. So... I'd say six tops. If you were really taking your time and you were hunting down all the little things you can pick up and collectibles and stuff like that, you could probably stretch it to about six. But given it's a, a very much a story-driven game, anything longer than that, and I think it would have started to get a bit boring. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, normally I'm not a fan of shorter games, um, which you would think I would be, considering it takes me so bloody long to finish them, <laughs> but I think in the, I think in this instance, it was perfectly paced. At say, took me about six hours, probably taking me time. Um, did it? Did it make you shed a tear when you were in the hospital bit? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was, I was very upset towards the end of the game. 
I won't. I won't say why because there'll be plenty of people who still haven't finished it. But I was very it, it upset. Made me shed a tear, but it made me feel sad. But I didn't. I didn't shed a tear. Oh well, a real man would have cried there, Ad. I don't cry. Well, there you go. See, I do. Get, I in, do, t- but... get in touch with your feelings, and that game will make you cry. His tear ducts have actually been welded shut. <laughs> <laughs> They've fallen off my face. Um, yeah, so I finished that, and then I did a bit more Super Stardust on the Vita because that is just one of the most perfect games ever. If you want to pick something up and have a quick blast. Um, and plus the fact that I always have to keep checking to make sure no bastard has beat my unfeasibly huge high score. I know, I've I've stopped playing it because it just makes me sad. Every time I go on there and beat my own personal best, I look at yours ten times higher than mine. And just, <laughs> oh, there's just no somebody motivation got, to play it anymore. I need to delete you off my friends list, I think. Somebody got, like, 22 million, and at that point I think I was on... 28 million and i had a major panic and i was straight back on there and i got it up to 44 million i mean i was actually going all out to maximize the score in everything i did so i know now about 200 (laughs) (laughs) i was quite happy with that yeah every time i turn it on some bugger has beaten me score in one of the mini games and i'm like oh you bastard so i have to go back in and i'm trying to beat these scores some of them are so hard I did beat your score in one of the mini-games. It was the bomber one. Is that the one I beat you in? I think it was, and I think I managed to beat you back by about a 1,000 points. Right, I've got to get back on that. Yeah, and that took me so long to do (laughs) that. I was like, Kev, you bastard, how did you get... You got something like 800 and something thousand. And I was like, how the hell did you get that much on this bomber thing? Because you run out of bombs after a while. Uh, My tactic for that, I'll share my magical tactic... I would just run around the screen for ages and ages and ages until I couldn't move anywhere, then release a bomb. Yeah. That's my way of playing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do get some more bombs at some point as well, I think. Yeah, when you, you finish the yeah. level, you get extra bombs, I think. Yeah, that was driving me mad trying to beat your score on that, and I finally did it, and it was one of them, right, that's it, done with the Vita for today now. Snap the disc. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I yeah, can't, though, can it's not got a disc, it's a bloody download. Oh, of course it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snap the Vita then, I suppose, is the <laughs> solution to that. Vita down the toilet. Yeah. Finish with you now. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Sell it back to game. Um, <laughs> and also played some F1 2011 on the Vita and the 360 because the Formula One season's about to start and I got bitten by the bug. Oh, and, uh, oh, the v- graphically, the 360 is clearly better. Um, but I still think it plays better on the Vita. Uh, just my own. If person. only it wasn't about such a boring subject. Just check. Don't gonna say that. What's up? Is it on Sky now? Yes, I was just about to say. Don't say it's boring. I was up at five o'clock this morning watching the second practice session in Melbourne. Oh Jesus! Yeah. And it'll get more interesting being on Sky. It is. They their their presentation is incredible. They they've started. Their first F1 show for this season was last Friday, and they've got Damon Hill and Martin Brundle. Um, so they've already nicked Martin Brundle off the BBC, so that's like BBC down the pan already as far as I'm concerned, because the guy just knows the shit inside out. And it is in-depth. They're doing what they did with the Premiership, because yeah. they made a half assed attempt at F1 a few years ago, but I think they were kind of there was more restrictions in place and you had to pay for it as well I think and on top of your Sky Sports subscription and no bugger bothered with it 
But this time round, it's free if you already get your Sky Sports package. I reckon people are moaning now, but they uh, it'll. I mean, football you used to have to pay for the odd game each week, didn't you? On the pre- I remember that their Sky Premier and whatnot. Um, Prem Plus. Prem, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, bring it back on games. Games like this will probably start being more popular once it's been given the Sky treatment. I, I mean, football games weren't as massive years ago. I know we all sort of played sensible soccer and FIFA and whatnot, but nowadays they're a lot more hype around them, aren't they? Yeah. Well, you look at you look at the fact that um, FIFA has very close links with Sky in terms of like Sky do a lot of the data stuff for them, the stats, and yeah. also they use the Sky commentators. I mean, they've even changed it this year. Um, to Martin Tyler and Alan Smith mm. um, because that was the, oh, the change from Sky. Uh, so I fully expect Gary Neville to be on it next year. Um... I like Neville. <laughs> Neville's good. I hate Smith, but uh, Neville's good. <laughs> I don't mind Alan Smith. I think sometimes oh. it depends on the game. He can. He's got one of them voices. That he's can't... a biased twunt. He's always oh, yeah, I mean, he's good. always. He's going it, though, isn't he? He's an Arsenal guy. Yeah, but ne- Neville can talk about Man City without having a quick wank over Man U. He, he... Yeah, but they're never going to put him on a Man United-Liverpool game, though, are they, as a as mm. a co-commentator? I think they did, because my mate, um, my mate's a Liverpool fan, and he hates him, but we keep saying he's so unbiased. He's so he normal and straight. He's playing anybody else, but I can't see them ever running the risk Maybe of putting not. him on there for United. <laughs> as a co-commentator, in the studio, yeah. But as a co-commentator, I just can't see it. I mean, after all, well, this have... is the guy that did go up to the Liverpool supporters and kiss the badge and show it right in front of the faces. They've had Smith do the North London derby, and he's he's so uh, he, he doesn't hide it at all. And it's just <laughs> sickening. It winds you up no end when the commentators cheering goals for the other side. You just think, fuck off. <laughs> uh, are we going to okay. talk about games at any point this week? Some. What do you mean? I'm just covered. What, five games already, and I've got another three to go. I've been going mad this All week. Right. Yeah, I did. Uh, Turbo did. No, I didn't. I downloaded Turbo Graphics um, Virtual Console on the iPhone. Oh God, what a disaster this turned out to be! And I downloaded an old arcade classic which I really like called Salamander, which is um, a side-scrolling shooter up from the eighties. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and I can't play. You, you cannot play this game on an iphone it's got the you know the virtual t- virtual d-pad and oh, buttons oh my god well your thumb on the d-pad covers up nearly half the screen it doesn't work properly because you have to really push your thumb quite a distance for it to register the moves and it either gets stuck at the top of the screen goes down near the bottom and you just blow up it's a disaster isn't the idea of games like this though that you plug it into that little arcade cabinet thingy that you can get for the uh, get for the iphone i forget what it's called but you can just plug your iphone into that and it has a little joystick and a couple of buttons on and uh... get one for the ipad but that's quite expensive it's about 70 quid yeah i mean, maybe but it how many people have got that? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised you haven't actually, yeah, AD. I, I, I fully expected you to have one. It looks like something that could damage the iPad, to be honest with you, because it uses like a lever system, you know, to simulate touching the screen. Yeah. I'm not particularly comfortable with plugging my bleeding touchscreen device into something like that. You get a feeling it could get scratched or something, because you can't use a case or anything like that. You have to strip it down to its basics and mm. i don't fancy it these things should work properly 
That's that's my argument. They should work properly. You shouldn't have to mess about with anything like that. Mm. And the other one I got was Midway Arcade, and that's got a few free games with it, one of them being Defender. Well, if anybody's ever played Defender with a joystick, um, they'll know just how hard that game is. Now, imagine trying to use it with a touchscreen. Now, this doesn't have a virtual D-pad. You basically put your finger on the ship and then move it around. Well, this is a problem because A, you can't see the ship anymore. So, and B, the bullets fly at you a million miles an hour and the game runs at a million miles an hour. So it's that's, again, it's just another non-starter. I like the idea, think it's great. Can somebody please come with a controller that plugs into the iPhone or Wouldn't the iPhone? something like that work better with using the um, the accelerometer in it rather than putting your finger mm. on the ship? If you well, just like you tilt can. the device, that would I work better, can, surely. But, yeah, but it depends on how well implemented that is because yeah. it's still a remarkably fast game. And I don't know if when going back to playing Super Stardust, there's a couple of um, mini games in that that do require you to use the accelerometer thing. And I found it very difficult because it depended on how I was sat. Because the way it sort of was implemented, if I'm sat upright and i am got the Vita in front of me, so I'm looking straight at it, the accelerometer thing... I can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> accelerometer. Accelerometer. Say it one more time, maybe. Accelerometer. Oh. Is, is the accelerometer. <laughs> yeah, the accelerometer. Um, automatically d- detected that I was actually tilting it down, which obviously I am doing, but I'm doing that so I can see the bloody screen. <laughs> and that meant that my little spaceship was going down all the time. So I had to tilt it. So I was looking virtually across the screen to get it to stop moving down. I thought, this is pissing me off. So I don't think they know that's necessarily the answer. We need a joystick. Somebody, mm. please, for the love of Christ, develop a joystick that plugs into the little bit where you recharge and update your iPod and iPhone and iPad uh, to your iTunes. That little socket thing at the bottom, it's not a USB thing. What or is a it? Bluetooth one. Would or be a Bluetooth even better. One. Would you not Just, then be having your please. phone on the side? That'd be too far away. I'd, I want it... Uh... Well, no, you can have a little cradle that you could just sit your phone in, but mm. do it so you can actually sit in there with a case. The number of people that come up with, like, you know, these docks and stuff like that, that you can't plug it in if you've got a case on your phone. Things are their argument is that you don't need a case. Yeah, the cool kids don't have a case, AD, I think you'll find. We just let our phones run free. I'm showing you it now. I know you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm holding up a naked iPhone. I like to a you. case. In my, yeah, mine's in a brick, mate, because I've got a. T- three-year-old who likes to always yeah. play happy mrs yeah. chicken she throws mine around dropped on the floor accidentally yeah. and yeah watch it smashing horror watch a 500 pound iphone fall apart no thanks i you know it can't be life on the edge ad <sighs> i don't know why i'm so bothered i've got insurance on mine but i still put it in a brick it's basically encased in cement and i have to chisel through it to open my text and then re-cement over it <laughs> fantastic and the last game i played on uh my iphone uh was bejeweled now this is awesome kind of a bit confusing i love the bejeweled games i think they're great little puzzle games to play um but the new one is called bejeweled and the one before it was called bejeweled 2 <laughs> but yeah this is where it gets even more confusing bejeweled is based on bejeweled 3 
that's out on the full-blown Mac and on Xbox Live, and I don't know if it's on the PlayStation Network. So, yeah, it's called Bejeweled. It's based on Bejeweled 3 and is the sequel to Bejeweled 2. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but it is awesome. You've got your standard game modes in it, and then they've added another couple to it, which one of them is Butterflies, where you get these little butterfly gems you've got to keep away from the spider at the top of the screen. That's quite cool. Um, but the one I'm hopelessly addicted to is Diamond Mine, where you have to break away blocks um, of Earth and unleash these, like, coins and jewels and stuff like that to score points and you do it by getting you three in a row or four in a row and so on and so forth i can sit there and play quite happily until my battery runs out um that is hugely addictive and you get to rank up in it as well and that's all i have to say about that i don't think it's that expensive either on the iphone you can get it on facebook can't you bejeweled is that oh, the game it's bejeweled splits <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like Bejewel Blitz. Oh, you would, wouldn't I've you? I've got that on my phone. That's awesome. <laughs> a few of our friends are addicted to that. Yeah, it's just a one-minute blast. That's beautiful. Mm. Well, you can have a one-minute blast with the real Bejeweled. You get, well, Blitz What's is wrong with Blitz, Bejeweled. then? Well, Blitz is on Bejeweled. Oh, well, there you go, then. Just quit your bitching. I don't use it. Why? What's wrong with because it? Because he's got something to do with Facebook. <laughs> but it's good. It's a good game. I don't want anything to do with Facebook and my, and me playing video games <laughs> except, except our Facebook page that's about as far as I'll go with that <laughs> I just thought I'd mention it in case anyone wanted to check it out for free they could be doing it while they listen now can't they oh, it's toilet, why don't you just go and do that <laughs> on there as well how do you do it on Facebook though because it's not a touch screen know, I've not done it. Click with your mouse. <laughs> you do it with your mouse that must be so much slower, how can you do blitz with a mouse it's actually considerably harder with a mouse than a touch yeah screen. it would be I've got Bejeweled 2 on the iMac and it works but it's a bit more of a challenge it's definitely a game that's more suited to an iPhone and I think that anything else being associated with playing video games on Facebook is an absolute travesty my, uh, my only memory of Bejeweled apart from Bejeweled Bits is trying to play it on the seat back TV on an aeroplane where half of the touch screen didn't work <laughs> so massive frustration on an, like a four hour flight of okay I can do this side of the screen but if there's anything over that side I'm ruined because that side of the touch screen doesn't work and uh, that was good fun <laughs> don't play it on a plane people <laughs> I steer clear of them because I'd get into it and then get just frustrated and go mad after like four hours I was just thinking can't get a higher score so but you could play multiplayer away. with people around staying the rest away. of the plane it was awesome that's awesome. That is awesome. You just go <laughs> punching for people. Awesome. <laughs> it was fun. You could play um, Scrabble with other people on the plane That's using the touchscreen. It was oh, fantastic. A psycho on there though, and you beat them. <laughs> come over to you, punch you in the eye on the airplane. <laughs> yeah, that didn't come up. <laughs> this is Kev flying first class in his private jet. Aid, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. What have you been playing this week, Steve? Um. I went back to Rift, like I, I said last week, um, playing a sheep, the dwarf. Um, <laughs> I one, love that. One of our listeners was supposed to meet me on there, so I went on there all thinking, oh, I'm all ready to play, but he didn't come, so I spent a couple of hours running around on my own. I noticed it's quicker to just jump around, so if you're ever on there and you just see this dwarf just jumping instead of walking, it's because I just found it quicker. It saves me about every three steps for a dwarf is just one jump. Um, I was... 
getting a little bit kind of concerned that it was just always going to be talk to a random person. They go, go murder that skeleton over there and I'll give you something. Almost it's, like it's an MMO, Steve. No, but it was constantly go murder that, go murder that. I thought, why are they making me do it? They've got a sword in their hand. Just go murder him yourself. <laughs> but it has got a lot more to it. You know, this I had to go set off a load of catapults and find certain things, which I... It was kind of, I'd been playing it for a while and I hadn't got to anything like that. And I was just getting a bit concerned that it was just going to be continuous, only doing the same thing. But it has, it's mixing it up. Um, I think I'm about to move through what I'm assuming they call rifts. <laughs> it's a big hole in the space that I'm going to go through and hopefully go to a more busier part. Because I'm only quite near the beginning, I imagine. Um, but yeah, playing it last night, I was really getting into it again. And I actually really enjoyed it. Whereas like before, I was kind of playing because I had to. I'm thinking now I'll be playing because I want to. And um, if anyone wants to join me, I discovered they do a free trial up to level 20. Um, you can set it all up and everything. I mean, I'm on level six now, and I've been playing it for about five, six hours. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you got the trial, you can play it with me for a bit, and then if you don't like, I'd laugh it, don't at sheep. Mind. Yeah, laugh at sheep. Um, I also wanted to mention that last week we were talking about Tiny Tower, and you've been playing that, and what the horrible game it was, and oh, it's so frustrating. I've stopped now. I gave up. Somebody messaged me telling me it does have an ending. Um, there's a limit, 153 floors, um, unless they've updated it. What a ridiculously random um, number that is. And I'm on 103, so I'm only 50 from the end now. Um, I promised <laughs> you and uh, another friend of ours who they're upset because they're only on 10 floors and I was on 103 or whatever it was. I promised them I wouldn't build on it for a week, but that week ends on Monday and I'm going to go for it now. 150, I can finally delete the fucking game from my phone. Um I'm quite excited. It's nearly over. So if the developer of Tiny Tower is listening, keep an eye on his account, and as soon as he gets into the 140s, wang an extra 50 levels on there. Just <laughs> I'll to, be gutted. If, if it still lets be me superb. build on it, I'll be so heartbroken because I just want to end it now. Um, <laughs> speaking of iOS games, we've been hearing a lot about Draw Something, which came out recently. Um, everyone seems to be absolutely obsessed with it. I've been getting messages from people like on other forums, not just game forums, saying, oh, add me on Draw Something. and I I think it's all right, but I'm not as into it as everyone else seems I to I like be. it. What I'm finding is it's asking me to draw things like Google, where the defining thing about Google is it's a box with Google written above it. So I can't really do much with that other than write the word Google and then the person knows what it is. I was going to um, say, isn't this the game that you can just dramatically cheat at? Oh, yeah, yeah you, can just, I, you can just write the name of the thing that you're supposed to be drawing and then draw a massive penis next to it and that's fine because they'll still get it right. It's like I was playing with some I was playing with someone off the forum on it and um they just weren't getting into the spirit of it though because they were so massively cryptic. They just put a plus sign in the middle of the screen. But I didn't know it was a plus sign, it was just a line down, line across. It's like an eight letter word and I was sat there for twenty minutes <laughs> trying to figure out that it was actually positive that they'd drawn. Jesus. And um yeah, bloody hell that was hard. I would have just written positive underneath. Because it records you when you're drawing it. So I would have drawn the cross, waited 30 seconds, and just written positive. Because, you know, if you're not going to get it in 30 seconds, you kind of ruined my day, making me spend 20 minutes working that out. I was chatting to someone who said they were playing against someone, and they drew something, and then wrote, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that, and then rubbed it out and drew again. <laughs> and I just thought, genius. I was sat there and got all that length. She's watching it go through. But um, you got, like, Lady Gaga, didn't you? And I thought, yeah. well, how the hell were you going to draw her? 
um, woman with a penis. That's the only thing I can think of. But I might have guessed it was her. But um, I just I don't particularly like it, and I must be the only person I know who didn't particularly like it. But I think it's more because I, I was think just getting annoyed with the words. As well, it's because you're playing it on the iPhone. It's a lot better on the iPad because you can actually draw properly on there. On the iPhone, it's not really, you can't yeah, really do any fingers. massive detail. Yeah. yeah, you've got fat man hands anyway. So you kind of put your finger on the screen and you've already filled a quarter of the screen. You move it slightly. <laughs> All you can really draw on it is blob. So unless blob comes up, you're, uh, Waffle you're kind came of Waffle up and I just did a line around the edge and then lines down the middle and I thought, it's in yellow. But you still didn't really get well, it. Well, yeah, he was sat opposite me and he said, the fact it's in yellow is a clue. And then I just went, right, <laughs> Waffle. There <laughs> we yeah. go. Decision made. But no, I like that. Add me yeah. on it. Um, I think I'm Lalujo on there. I'll play with you. I like yeah. it. Um, and then again, the only other iOS game that I've been playing this week is uh, I've been playing it for a while now. And the only reason I wanted to mention it this week is because I think I've completed it and I can finally put it to bed. It's another one of these absolute nonsense tiny tower style games called Kingdoms at War, where all you do is attack by pressing attack and build up money to buy more buildings to make you attack more, and then you go on quests and stuff. But it is so rubbish. But it's because I got I was playing it while bored on a car journey. So then I thought, oh, I wanna I wanna finish that. Oh, I'm gonna finish that, and it just went on and on. I'm finally finished it. So I mainly wanted to mention it to say if you see it, my warnings: don't download it because <laughs> if you get you know, if you get I'm into spotting it, a recurring theme with these iOS games. If they're free games, just don't download them mm. because it seems to be the free ones that are just pointless nonsense i mean yeah you are just clicking attack 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 and there's, there's quite a big community on there it's all about mad. getting you addicted so that you then pay the microtransactions is the idea, i imagine so but i didn't that, that's another thing i imagine i'd have had the game done in like a week if that if i'd have paid for the micro bits but i just thought no nope, i'm gonna play it properly and um I mean, I got hours of fun out of it for free, I suppose. I say fun. It was more like I just clicked attack a hundred times and then put it away. So yeah, don't don't get into it. It's it's just not worth it. It's too painful. And um yeah. <laughs> Glowing review from Steve. <laughs> and um the big one I've been playing this week, uh it come through on Love Film for me, is uh Left For Dead Two. We were playing Left For Dead One the other week. Um I played this bill all the time through that. And uh, moved straight on to coach with this one. And I, I've been told, Aidy, that you don't like coach. Is that true? Uh, I always considered yeah. coach to be the Left 4 Dead 2 equivalent of Bill. Yeah, he kind of is. I, I don't have the same dislike as I do for Bill. Um, he's all right. The funny thing was, I, I developed a dislike for another character and Kevin Aidy always plays as him. It better not be Ellis, otherwise there'd be trouble. Was it Ellis, the suave guy in the suit? Oh no, that's not. Uh, no, I always play as Ellis. That's um, yeah, that's the Miami Vice dude. What's his name? I not Don Johnson, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. obviously. But um, this one is so much harder than Left 4 Dead One, and it's actually. I said to Kev, I played through the first one, didn't really jump at all at any point. We were five minutes into the second one, and it made me shite myself. I went to walk through a door, and a charger just appeared, leapt at yeah. me, beating me. At this point, I hadn't told him chargers exist. Which... Yeah. Did you tell him the jockeys existed? Then? No, no. no they're, I... they're the best, and they jump on your head. That's just plainly annoying, but it's really funny when you see somebody else running around with a jockey yeah. on the head. Now, um, the special infected in this one are superb. I mean, like you said, the jockeys, are they're annoying, but they're good. Um, chargers are good. Uh, I like the clowns we were playing on the one just now. I'm loving the random. I mean, I was trying. I, I've tried to do the go through with only melee weapons twice and failed. But the second time I tried it, 
if I'd have just lasted a little bit longer, I spent the entire mission walking around with a garden gnome trying to get that achievement. <laughs> and that, that was brilliant because we, we got to the end and I had the gnome and everyone was getting on the helicopter and I got hit by a tank and they all had to get off the helicopter to save me and we all died and we had to start again and they weren't very impressed. But luckily I spawned with my gnome got through and got the achievement it was fantastic we did the one in the shopping center and it took us two hours to do one easy it, yeah. it is it is considerably <laughs> difficult there's no way i'd try that on the super hard difficulty no. to get that achievement you can sod off i don't care if there's jesus points scattered around quite liberally there's no way it is because i mean like you say i mean the charges are bastards because they knock all the other people out of the way they drag you about 10 miles away from everyone and start beating the crap out of you yeah. mm. and it always happens as well when you've got loads of the normal infected running around so everybody's preoccupied while you're just getting pummeled into the floor <laughs> yeah. finishing that one after two hours or whatever was, was, was amazing because we we'd done it so many times and we'd always get to like 10 petrol things boiled into the car and then, like, we got to a point where we got them all except two that we didn't know how to get to. And Kev was the only one left alive in the end. And he's frantically looking. And by the time he got to, he, he got killed. And we had to start again. But once we knew that, we did it. And we were just so pleased. We were all like, all right, I'm off to bed. But we were just thrilled to get it done. But um, I am going to buy Steve a garden gnome in real life. Yeah, and just ask him to carry it around for the day. Were you with uh, us? Sorry, Kev, it, were you with us when we played that and... Um somebody left the garden gnome outside the safe room by accident we'd gone all the way to the very last level and it, it, we'd, it, I can't remember who was carrying it now um, <laughs> and put the garden gnome down because we had a bit of a mass battle going on so he could because he can't use the gun gone into the safe room ended the level and it was right out he must have left it right outside the safe room door <laughs> and when the level loaded up it was like who's got the gnome <laughs> <laughs> we had to do it all over again. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I just ended up beating everything with the gnome. <laughs> yeah, Steve like didn't put kills. the gnome down at any yeah. point. That's why I want to get him a real life one. Because yeah, a normal literally... person, when there's monsters there, will put the gnome down and fight them. Steve was just clutching onto that thing for dear life. Just hit him with it. And uh, <laughs> I put it down to do the uh, strength achievement as well, where you uh, adrenaline and you hit it. Um, but no, I really enjoyed I thought it was funny because I just thought, what the hell were they thinking making that an achievement? That's just really mental. But um, everyone died on it. I think only me and Kev made it out in the helicopter. The other yeah, I played that 80 style. Whereas the, the helicopter came, I just legged it and didn't care if anyone else got there. What was superb yeah. as well is them three were standing on the, on like the stage and I was standing opposite to facing them. And Kev went to them, to all of us, the helicopter's on the right. So obviously because I'm facing him, I went my right. They all went <laughs> their right. The helicopter landed on my side. <laughs> and they're all going, what? the hell's the helicopter over there for and why are you in it steve we told you to go right and they're all going mental that i've just got in it and i'm thinking but kev told me to go right but um, i was superb they ended up dying and i they were that, just cursing the gnome that bloody gnome was history in valve games there was also an achievement i think it was in half-life episode two on the 360 whereby you had to carry this this gnome through well virtually the entire game i think it was mm-hmm. And at the end, you could actually put it on a space rocket or something like that and launch it into space to get an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, needless to say, I never did that. I was having a hard enough time just doing Half-Life 2 without having to worry about the bloody gnome. 
I think the one time I did it, I dropped it and it got stuck under some scenery and I couldn't oh, get uh, it back. The amount of times I accidentally threw it, I'd forget which, you know, I'd go to attack thinking right trigger and then just throw the gnome at <laughs> No! <laughs> to run after it. But um, no, I'm loving this game. Um, we've, we've had people, listeners come and join us while we played it. Um, both times they've been great. So anyone else who wants to join us, just add us yeah, on Yeah, we've still got, we've done two of the done two of the campaigns on there now so we've got the other ones to do we're going to be doing them over the next week or so so yeah as steve says if you see us online playing that just jump in it's brilliant it's brilliant when you have all four people in there and um, it's just a laugh um, the, I mean, the other big online game we've been playing this week, as usual, just loads of Battlefield again. It's just Battlefield, 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 and it's just getting more and more fun. Have you found you're not getting better at it? Oh, no, of course. <laughs> I don't I don't get better at games. That's uh, yeah. that's just the way I am. I, I don't ever improve. I've improved ever so slightly, but I find, like, I've, I'm sticking to the shotgun because I've found that that does have quite far range. Um, but I'm probably not getting over five kills very often unless no. I'm going around. I ride shotgun in the car. I, I used to go on a machine gun in the back of a buggy while Kev went round. But now I know if I just sit in the seat next to him with a shotgun, I just can take people out as we go past them. It's brilliant. What but, I am um, learning about Battlefield is Gibber off the forums. Oh, Don't be on the opposite team to him because he's good too at good at it. Yeah. It just ruins you. Every time we play with him, we end up on the opposite team. We need to get in a game where we're playing with you, sir, because you ruin us. Last night, I saw him. We, I killed him and I saw him spawn in the distance and I watched I said to Kev I can see him he's coming towards us and I'm watching him walk and I'm watching him walk and I'm watching and then I, I he's went, commentating the whole time he's coming towards us yeah. he's saying he's getting a bit closer and I went round the wall and I'm waiting for him to appear and he just knifes me from behind and Kev was like have you sat here watching him for five <laughs> minutes only to be knifed from behind I was like yeah I but, don't understand how you can watch him from 200 yards away and then let him stab you because um, he walked behind the wall and then another guy came out from behind the wall and I'm getting him in my sights thinking it's him but he's obviously <laughs> sprinted off another direction I can't be I mean step me before I could shoot the other guy but uh, I did only have the shotgun as well so shooting him from a distance wasn't really working but it wasn't him obviously that I was aiming at it was a, it was a decoy I imagine <laughs> but um, no I was so impressed they are too good at it um, I'm hoping that eventually I'll level up to a point where I'll suddenly become as indestructible as everyone's I don't know whether I can't aim or whether they're indestructible I'm certain that doesn't happen I don't think you become indestructible as you have an I think, like, I think generally the people who have the high levels are the ones who are quite good at the game, which is why well, it's no, harder course, to kill them. But um, you can unlock extra armor for tanks and things like that, can't you? So I just assumed that maybe... I mean, I unlocked quite early on making my man run faster, so I assume that you can unlock things to make them... You can make them more immune to blasts and things like that. So It's very slight. It's not like the Rainbow Six games where if you came in as a noob and you were playing against experienced people you might as well have been using a spud gun Um, it is very slight I mean I've been in there and I've killed you know when I first started playing and took out people who were 30, 40 ranks above me if, if that's how many ranks there are in it I don't know but it is a bit more balanced that way I have to say it's just it does really go more down to personal ability unfortunately it probably sounds <laughs> it a bit panty but i do i do prefer playing it when there's people who aren't very good and we're all quite quite even but i mean it is still fun when i'm playing against people who are just destroying me i, I don't really like we've played it in the past where you just move around a corner and they destroy you or they're spawn killing and that is frustrating then that's the time you want to move servers but yeah, I mean, last night was really fun. We were having a laugh, and it wasn't too bad playing. It's like Gibber and his mates because they were bloody good at it. Um, 
But I'm just we need to get some more. If we can end up with 24 actual people that we all know in a like a couple of parties or whatever, all on the server, half and half with us on Gibbers team. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be great if we all, if we know everyone in there. We know we'll be on quite a, a mixed and possibly even in some cases. As long as we're on Gibbers team. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> we'll that's the bottom line to it. Um, as well as joining Steve of all these uh, wonderful online sessions this week, I've managed to squeeze some single-player goodness in as well. Um, Mass Effect 3 obviously came out last week. I can't believe you've not mentioned it, AD. All the fuss you were making about that. <laughs> and you've not even unwrapped the damn thing, have you? I just wanted it. <laughs> I just wanted the collector's edition. I've got yeah. it now. I didn't but say ev- I wanted to play it. Yeah, just... everyone was watching on Twitter. You having your hissy fit at Royal Mail because it didn't come the day before. And then, oh, God, it's lunchtime on the Friday. I still haven't got Mass Effect 3. Then it finally comes after all your abuse that you'd hurled at Royal Mail. And yeah. it's still sat there in its packaging, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the shelf in its packaging. <laughs> I just I don't, don't understand how your mind works, Sadie. I don't either. Yeah, you are mad. It's driving me mad. It's everywhere at the moment because it's such a popular game. Mm. And I really want to play the first two and get onto this one because the story just sounds amazing. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, I've am i actually stopped playing it because I'm a little bit worried because of all the, the fuss about on the internet that we'll come into a little bit more in the news in a little while. I imagine it's um, like but, Lost, though, But basically, what I've managed to establish is that unless you play a significant amount of the co-op you can't get the good ending in the single player so i've played like the first 10 hours or so of the single player and i'm thinking oh god i've got to stop playing it i've not played any co-op yet i have to stop playing the single player now go and play some co-op because when you play the co-op it prepares your readiness for the final battle in the single player so you need to be, to get the really good ending, your readiness needs to be like pretty much on 100%. It, mine, after 10 hours, mine's only on 50% in the single player. So I need to then go, I've got to go and play some co-op to bump up my readiness in that so I can mm. then finish a single player, which is frustrating because I just want to finish the story. But if I don't go and play the co-op, I can't finish the story the way I want to. And that he's getting on my nerves with it a little bit because I don't want to go and play with randoms. So I'm basically waiting for people I know. Maybe. Yeah. To, <laughs> to unwrap it and play co-op with me or anyone on the forum. There's a couple of guys on the forum who've mentioned that they'll, they're going to have a crack at it as well. So hopefully I will have some people to play the co-op with, but I just want to get on and finish the game. But I can't because I need to play the co-op first. And there's no one to play with. So he's, I mean, obviously no one knows how it actually ends who, who's playing it. But I thought that was what people were complaining about as well, that the actual ending was... Well, I've deliberately not been reading those stories because yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to know in case they mention what the ending is. Yeah. But from what I can tell, I think the fuss is about the fact that it's yeah, really yeah. hard to get the good ending that everyone wants. And it's forcing you to play the multiplayer to get that. Which um, I don't think that's great, really. You should be able to, especially when you don't play as your own character in the multiplayer. It's a completely different character. So to me, it should just be a separate thing. And usually in games that I'm playing for the single player, I never touch the multiplayer. Bioshock, I never played the multiplayer on. Darkness, I never played the multiplayer on. If it's a single player game, I generally won't touch the multiplayer because I have my multiplayer games that I play. Mm. So I'm a bit frustrated that I have to sit and play multiplayer Mass Effect because... I don't really want to. I just want to get on with the story, which is what I always like about it. But what I mean, what I've played so far, the first sort of ten hours or so, it's um, to me it just seems more of the same, which is great. It's uh, I can wander around my ship, chatting to all my people, and uh, it's all great fun. Wander around the uh, wander around the Citadel, go to the little nightclub there, <laughs> buy everyone around a drink. So that's what I love about Mass Effect: buying people around a drinks. <laughs> 
Um, but but yeah. I'm here around the drinks now if you want. Oh, it's, I, I wouldn't like to do that. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm loving that, but I need to play the co-op on it before I go back, back into it anymore. So I've pulled in another single-player game to try and tide me over because I've had Saints Row the Third come in from, uh, from Love Film. And uh, that's mental from what I can tell so far. It's another one where I think I'm going to have to play the co-op on it, but because it's a rental, I'm going to have to buy an online code. So I'm probably going to have to decide whether I buy the online code for the rental or go out and buy a new copy of the game so I get the code in it. I have to work out what's going to be better. But from what I've played so far, it's just nuts. I've robbed a bank by stealing the vault and taken it away in a helicopter, then been thrown out of a plane Mm. and shooting people as i'm falling to the floor then i've gone to rob an armory and gone to a shop where you can buy a dildo baseball bat so that's in like that's all within the first hour (laughs) it's ridiculous but i think i'm gonna really love it i'm gonna definitely get on with playing a bit more of this and i've got a feeling i'll probably be sending the rental copy back at some point in the next week and going out and buy because i think it's like 25 quid on amazon now so i'll probably just go and buy the game because i think the code is like a tenner so for i may as well just go and buy the game um, but yeah, I really am enjoying that and looking forward to crack on with that a little bit more. I too have finished a game this week, AD. Yes. Um I have finished Uncharted 3 um, and loved it. I thought it was the best of the series just because I think the story was much stronger in that than it was in the other two, mainly because it didn't have any boogeyman monsters in it which um, I like that I always thought those bits were uncharted as a series, didn't need them, I don't think, that you had in the first two games. I like the fact that this one was just me against the baddies and um, there was much less shooting in it, as I was saying last week, and it was just a fun game and uh, liked it very much. I I think when we stopped last week, I was about an hour from the end, Mm. so I just polished off that last hour all good recommend that to anyone again i'm not going to play the multiplayer on it because a it's on the playstation and i've never played multiplayer on the playstation but b i've got other multiplayer stuff i want to get on with so uncharted on the ps3 is done for me now gone through all three of them in the last month or so and um very happy with the series it's actually got me back into playing it on the vita so i've done another couple of chapters on the vita now and i'm not hating it quite so much so maybe next week i'll uh announce some slightly changing opinions on the Vita <laughs> version of it. I've only, I've only done maybe another hour or so from where I was when I was calling it the worst most, game of all time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but all the gimmicky stuff seems to have slowed down in that now and it's gradually being phased back. I've done another hour and not had to do another charcoal rub. I've had to polish one thing and I was sat there thinking, I don't want to fucking polish you. And it, it's ridiculous, the polishing bit. I know I've said it all before, but I had to polish uh, pickaxe. It's a fucking pickaxe before I start rubbing the dirt off it. Why do I have to rub the dirt off it before Drake goes, ah, a pickaxe? It's a slightly grimy pickaxe when I picked it up. I can see exactly what it is. It's pointless. I don't get it. But, yeah, I only had to do that once. (laughs) So um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's how it's going to be. I can handle doing that once an hour. One charcoal rub or one bit of polish in an hour and I'll go on and finish that game because the rest of it I'm really enjoying. Well, you have seen the post I put in the forum, I take it, about the, uh, the, the not the touchpad, the uh, keypad for the PS3. Yes. That I bought and discovered that there is an actual touchpad on there which simulates a mouse and that can easily be used to do charcoal rubs in any future Drake's games. So <laughs> I fully expect implementation of that. <laughs> if that happened, I'm just going to use the 
PS3 as a doorstop. <laughs> that would be me officially giving up on PlayStation, I think. Because just, I'm surprised they haven't had move integration where I can stand there in the middle of my room waving my arm up and down to polish a bloody charcoal rub or whatever the hell they expect polish me to a do. Charcoal rub. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um, oh, but yeah, you'll love it. I know, I do. It's wonderful. And um, the other game I've been playing this week, um, which again, I don't know why you've not played it, AD Journey. You're a fancy PlayStation Plus subscriber. You could have had it a week ago, and uh, you saddened me by not taking advantage of your early access to these games because I got it when it came out to us plebs on Wednesday, and it's awesome. Um, it's another game, a little bit in. It's not the same type of game as Dear Esther, but. I'm struggling to describe it in the same way as I was with that because I can't really tell you what you do in it. You just sort of find yourself in the middle of a desert. doesn't tell you anything about what you're supposed to be doing. You just start walking and find stuff on the way. One of the touches to it, which I think is brilliant, and when I read about it before I got the game, I wasn't quite sure how it would work, but it does actually work really well, is that it has a sort of co-op in it but you don't know who you're playing with. You can't pick people you're playing with and it doesn't tell you who they are and you've got no way of communicating with them. There's no voice chat. It doesn't tell you their name. So there was another person on my journey with me. I know they're another human person, but I don't know who they are and there's no way of me ever finding out. And you just basically do it with them, but you can't communicate with them. And it sounds a bit odd, but it works brilliantly. And there's a couple of bits where you're just sort of exploring and you'll see they're sort of exploring in a slightly different area of the bit that you're in. And you just sort of both pick up bits from what the other ones are doing and solve the puzzly bits together. And I think it it really works well. I don't know if I was just lucky that I seemed to get someone who was on roughly my level for roughly the same way I did. I mean, it could just be they're massively conning me and it's cleverly coded and it's not a person at all. And they're just somehow picking up on what I'm doing and mirroring it slightly with an AI or something, which it could well be that. But assuming they're telling the truth and it is another person, I lucked out and got someone who wasn't a moron. Um, But no, I think it worked really well. And it's just a nice little distraction from... Uh, all the running and shooting and stuff that I do in all the other games that I play to just go and pick up something where it's just about just pottering about really mm-hmm. just wandering through a desert doing a bit of this and a bit of that on the way and I'm told it's only like an hour and a half long and I've played it for about an hour so if I'd have known it was only an hour and a half I would have just carried on and finished it when I was playing it the other night um, but as it is I uh, I thought it was it was good fun and I'll uh, I'll cool. look to finish that over the weekend and uh, if anything else comes up I'll probably go on it now and play over more on and yeah, only on the PS3 yes it is mm. um, but it's uh, it's good stuff and the only other downloadable toy that I was playing with this week on Xbox Live Arcade. I had a quick go on the trial of Shoot Many Robots last night. Um, I didn't really like it. Yeah. It's similar graphical style to Borderlands, um, but it's uh, like a side-scrolling shooty type thing. And the, I think I posted on the forum, the way I'd describe it is it's basically Borderlands if it had been made on the Mega Drive. And to me, that kind of thing just doesn't appear to me. I don't want to be walking along on a 2D platform, basically shooting stuff. And it just doesn't appeal. I'm sure there'll be people who do like it. And it's got some of the, the like the RPG elements that are in Borderlands in it as well. Like you're collecting up all sorts of bits and bobs on your travels and you can customize your weapons and 
get better guns and do upgrades and stuff and if you lose health you regain it by drinking a beer so that bit was it's got a bit of a sense of humor to it the same sort of graphical style i i should have checked it out really it could well be made by the people who made borderlands because it seems very similar um if it's not made by them they've ripped off a lot of stuff from it and just basically put it into a different type of game um but it to me, I don't want to be walking around and shooting stuff in 2D when I could play its big brother, which I've just rebought and it's sat on my shelf. I've not put it back in the Xbox yet, but that's been one of my favourite games this generation. I was just sat there thinking it, thinking I could be playing Borderlands here. I basically am, but I'm playing Borderlands' 15-year-old brother and not really any interest in doing that, so I won't be getting the full version of that. I'm sure people will tell me that I'm wrong because it's been getting good reviews, but just not my cup of tea. And that is about it for what I've been playing this week. Um, coming up this week with further online sessions, which we would love everybody to get involved in. We've got a couple scheduled in. Um, we've got a Battlefield session tonight, so it'll probably have already happened by the time you uh, by the time you hear about it on here. But you're one of the first people to leap on the episodes. Exactly. So if you are listening to this and it's still Friday evening, stop listening. Come and play Battlefield with us and then go back to listening straight afterwards. In fact, before you, when you say you're leaving the game for the night, I'll remind you to go back to listening to the podcast. Sounds so like you're, not, you're not going to miss out on any podcasting goodness. Um, we've got a Modern Warfare 3 session tomorrow night, which Paul T is hosting. Um, so all the details of that are on the forum. So just head over. He'll explain what you need to do. Add him on Xbox Live. Um, and other than that, as we say, we're still playing Left 4 Dead 2. I want someone to play Mass Effect 3 with. And we've got Gotham City Imposters that we're all sat there itching to play as well. So mm. if you want to get involved in any of them and you see us on Xbox Live, just throw us an invite to them. Generally, we'll jump into the game. Or if you want to arrange a session in advance, just pop onto the uh, the online session section of the forum and sort it there. One other thing, which I've had two people nag me about this this week. People want another four to four session because the last couple we've had have been really well attended. We've had like 10 people in them, which when you're you're having an online session and Xbox Live party chat is too small for it, you know it's a good session. Um, and then there's been, there's been a couple of people who've asked for another Forza session, so I've stuck a thread up on the uh, on the forum where you can vote for the uh, vote for the day you want to do that on, and we'll set up a Forza session for the next week or so as well. And um, hopefully have lots of fun, and AD can crash into you and do whatever AD does. Basically, is a cheat at Forza. Rubbish. So this week's new releases, we've uh, we've got some big ones this week. Actually, it's um, it sort of snuck up on me. I knew FIFA Street was coming out, but I didn't expect anything else. Um, but yeah, so we've got FIFA Street on the 360 and the PS3, um, which I really want. I really, really want it. Want it. Um, but I I can't justify getting it because I still want SSX, and I haven't got that yet. And I'm still only just scratching the surface of FIFA on the Vita. It has come out I don't really time. need another football game. It has come out at an odd time. I, I well, it's sort of exactly six months after the last yeah, FIFA and six months before the next one. Or well, it won't be, because we'll get one for the Euros, I suppose. But the idea is it's like halfway between FIFA games. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Uh, if they do that every time. I like, I, I, it's just going to be an annual thing, do you think? I don't now? think so. The last one was, what, three, four years ago? Mm, um, which was, again, getting back to the Bejeweled thing, that was FIFA Street 3, I think, that <laughs> came out back then. So now we've got FIFA Street as the follow-up to FIFA Street 3. Maybe they're planning on, you never know, they might do one every couple of years, then hopefully. Mm. They'll just call this one FIFA Street I really, I really enjoyed the demo, though. Yeah, and, same um, It's 
right up at the top of my rental list. I really want to get hold of it, but I, I think I might. If it wasn't for the fact I want to buy Saints Row this week, I would probably crack and go and get FIFA Street. I had some mates over at the weekend, and um, I mentioned that it was out on the Xbox demos, and suddenly three or four of them were just there playing it constantly. <laughs> for a couple, you know, I was well impressed that they just instantly got into it. They liked it and mm. everything. Um, I mean, you can do multiplayer on a demo, but I don't think they yeah. noticed because they were just sitting there, their one controller playing away. Um, <laughs> but no, they seem to really enjoy it, and I, obviously, I, I loved it. So I was, I was pleased to see other people liked it as much as we did because mm. you know you just want you guys want to be sure that you're in line with everyone else. So uh, I'll probably crack and have that bought by this yeah. time next week, as AD will. AD's obviously going to go and buy. I that might today. even look and try and not saying anything. <laughs> get paid in a couple. Of I, weeks, I forgot we? this section's not called this week's new releases. It's AD's shopping list. We named it last week, didn't? <laughs> um, so yeah. AD will obviously go and pick that up. It'll also pick up the next one, Twisted Metal. Which, yeah, I'm likely to get that. Yeah, I'd completely forgot it was out today, and I got my email from Love Film yesterday saying it was on its way. So yeah. uh, this is the second time in a month that I'm getting a day a game on release day out of Love Film. So I'm doing quite well out of them at the moment, and it's not deliberate either. It was the same with The Darkness too. It just so happens I sent Zelda back to them on Wednesday, and it just coincided with this one hitting my uh, my list on there. So I've got that coming from uh, coming from Love Film. It should it's probably sat on my doormat now, in fact. So I shall uh, I shall have a crack on that. And it wasn't anything that was particularly on my radar. I tried to play the demo, but it had gone by the time I went to download it. So. We shall see, but I'll uh, I'll definitely be giving that a crack over the weekend, and obviously, as AD says, he'll be buying it, because uh, he's AD, and that's what he does. Um, Steve won't be, because Steve hasn't got a PS3. Nope. <laughs> Poor old Steve. Um, and the other one is another PS3 game, so again, stay out of it, Steve. <laughs> Yakuza Dead Souls, um, which, again, I didn't realise it was out until the stories broke that Game aren't stocking it, although Game are apparently stocking Twisted Metal, uh, but not the other two. Um, again, it's a PS3 game. I'm not really into this kind of game. This one, I can happily let this one slip and just go for the other two this week, I think. Obviously, AD will get all three. Um, no, I'm not getting another Yakuza game. because I am. Well, actually, you're not a million miles from the truth. I'm still doing Yakuza 3. I've got Yakuza 4 still wrapped on the shelf, so I can't possibly justify buying another one just yet. What about your collection, though? You have one missing. Yeah, it sounds like no, you've got a got, Yakuza I, collection there, AD. I haven't got Yakuza 1 or 2. That's easily remedied, though, isn't it? I don't want to. <laughs> I imagine you've got, like, a wall... And everything's in alphabetical order, and if there's that, you leave gaps. If you know there's a couple out, you'll leave a gap for your cues of one and two, knowing that one day they'll be there. So there's this massive wall, most of them in their wrappers. Massive wall. Odd hole, odd hole here and there. A wall of shame instead yeah. of a pile of yeah. shame. Probably got your played games over in the corner, they take a shelf. One no, my played games, all my completed games, and there are many of them. He keeps them in a shoebox. It's yeah. complete. <laughs> no, I'd take them off the shelf and put them in the wardrobe out of the way because I haven't got enough space for them on the shelf. If only there I'd... was some way of getting rid of them once you finished them, maybe, so you didn't have to hide them in the wardrobe. There is, there is um, a video that I've recorded of. I've basically got three long bookshelves <laughs> full. And they're just the current games that I haven't finished. I I have one like DVD unit thing, which it got full at Christmas because it it hit 100 games in it. And at that point, I thought, right, I've got to flog some games. This is getting silly. You probably buy 100 games in a week. (laughs) I bought eight this week. (laughs) 
my pile um, grows for probably about 15 and then gets sold down to like three. And that's how it seems to work. I'm looking at it now thinking it's on about six. I'm going to have to start selling them soon. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that you've got this massive, massive, massive. I collect them. It is, it is an OCD. If, if I see a game at one, I buy it. And then it's not always because I want to play it at that moment in time. It's just because it's there at that moment in time. And I think I'll have that. Mm. And then it'll sit on the shelf until I get round to playing it, and that can be years. I kind of see them like books, though. Once I've played them once, I just that's it; they're gone. I don't, I'm not touching it again, kind of thing. I don't, I'm, I'm like that. that. Yeah, there are some like that, but there are others I like to keep. I've got all of the Call of Duty games um, that's ever been. Um, I, I can't get rid of them because I do like the older ones, especially. In fact, I'm just looking at uh, my. Uh, Deluxe edition box set of Call of Duty for the Mac. Um, Unopened. No, it is opened. I've installed it, but I've not played it yet. I went viral. Aidy, it's fantastic. It never ceases to amuse me I that you're it. even contemplating buying two more games today. We know you're going to go out and get Twisted Metal and FIFA Street. I'm not getting FIFA don't Street. Need, you are. We all know you are. You'll be in there. You'll go in there with the intention of just getting Twisted Metal and FIFA Street will just be sat there next to it on the new releases shelf and you'll think, ah, why not? But they probably don't even do it there. He walks in the door and they just hand him the bag and yeah. take his card and charge. It's like, like when you go to a news agent and you've got your magazine on subscription at the yeah. News agents and they store them behind the counter. They've just got Aidy's box. He walks in and they're already bagged up. There you go, Aidy. He'll go home and just stick it on his shelf. Yeah. And we'll be talking about a game. And you'll go, oh, it's on my shelf. Actually, I didn't realize he didn't know half these games were on his shelf. <laughs> he checks now. I must admit, I have had to double check before today in the wardrobe that I haven't got a particular game before I buy it again. It's <laughs> terrible. That is. It's bad. Right, moving on to the news then, and obviously, as it's all we ever talk about every week, we have game news, and um, we've—I mean—we've obviously just mentioned there as part of the new releases that there's only one of those new releases we've mentioned that game are actually going to be stocking. Um, the other two, obviously, FIFA Street is part of the EA ones that weren't going to be in game this month, and Yakuza Dead Souls. That one interests me a little bit because is that and uh, that and Twisted Metal not both published by Sony? So I'm not yeah. really sure why one's being stocked and the other isn't, but well, I am told that's what's happening. It'll have been a prearranged thing, probably with Twisted Metal, and I imagine Game will expect that to sell more than Yakuza. Mm. That's normally the way. I, I mean, it, it's it's a weird situation. I mean, more companies now, Activision, have pulled out from selling to game. Um but I don't think I think we're at the point now where it's unsurprising because Gamer pretty much said, "Hey, we're going into administration next week." Somebody, basically yeah, next said, week, unless somebody buys us or buys us once we've gone into administration. So you'd have to be off your rocker, wouldn't you, to supply yeah. it with games on credit terms? Because you, well, you can't, can you? Because how can you supply a company on credit terms of uh, thirty days when you don't actually know who the other company will no, be that exactly. end up buying it? We um we had someone on the forum mention that they'd been into game yesterday, didn't they? Mm. And um, they were buying a new Xbox and asked about the warranty on it, and were basically told, well, we, you know, we don't we don't know 
who the warranty, how it will work, whether it will be honoured by the new company, where what will happen if we cease to exist. But then they still tried to sell him the extended warranty on it, which I thought, <laughs> which I thought was absolutely fantastic. I'll He's asking what, about that's... the standard warranty. They don't know, so they try and sell him the extended one. That takes some balls, that, doesn't it? That is fantastic. No. It seems like their staff just don't at all know what's going on. I suppose it's the same as us, but I was speaking to someone who... Even though we know they're, they're saying there'll be an administration by the end of the week if it doesn't get brought out, someone was saying to me, oh, no, we're not. We're just trying to pay off that whole fire cell they were trying to tell me was just to pay off their bill for this month so they could function for another month. And I just thought, well, that sounds pretty desperate if you're mm. having to sell everything at knockdown prices. There's been some cracking deals in that mm. fire cell, though. I posted one up on the forum. Um, there was a PlayStation 3 with Assassin's Creed Revelations new for 99.99. Obviously, that me. sold out instantly. Yeah, I wish I'd but 100 quid for a brand new slim PS3, 320 gig hard drive, and it's got the new Assassin's Creed game with it as well. 100 quid. I mean, I'd have bought one. I've got yeah. both of those when items already, me, and I, was, I would have just bought one. This close to going for it, and then just thought it was sold out. I yeah. thought if we'd have seen that a bit quicker... Oh, I'd, have, I'd have been all over movie. that. I'd have bought a couple of them and stopped mm. one on eBay. But one of the, the, the store I went in yesterday, um, the staff actually were quite openly talking about what was going on to each other, not to customers, but to each other while there were customers in there. And quite often it was like, you know, across the shop, they weren't making any... Um, attempts to disguise it they were openly talking about who might be buying them out and what the situation was going to be and one of them i think was the store manager i think in that instance some of them are just bound to have had enough and you've got to feel sorry for them because what an awful situation they're in they're not getting told anything they don't even know if they're going to have a job you know in in a few weeks time and there's all this sort of speculation they're probably finding the stuff out as we are, mm. which is, I always think he's wrong. You know, at the, the end of the day, the fact that there are still people actually working in these stores um, is pretty amazing. That's a that's a sign of loyalty. Obviously, they want to get paid, but I'd be thinking, am I going to get paid? Yeah, well, exactly. You'd, you'd have to be at this stage expecting not to be. I would imagine we're, we're <laughs> what, it's the 16th of March that we're recording this, assuming they get paid at the end of the month. The company's already said they're going into administration next week, basically. I'd have a little... So, uh, you know, you, you've got to be thinking, I mean, I ain't getting paid. I'd be moving a little ceiling tile, and I'd be sticking a PlayStation 3 and Xbox load of games <laughs> out there. I'd be stocking it all up on the slide, and the second they say, right, lads, we're in administration, you're not getting paid, I'd just grab a sack, all in, over my shoulder and out the door, and never come back. Right, so we do now have a potential buyer for them, Op Capita, owners of Comet, who are, have they made an offer or are they looking to make an offer? I'm not completely I, up to I date with where the story is. at the moment, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think they're looking to make an offer, but I have a bit of a problem with this company mm. um, because I was all for it. I thought, oh, great, you know, get in there, get them bought. And then it transpired that they're going to make a thousand people redundant at Comet. Now, hang on a minute. I always think to myself, how can that be legal? How can a company be making people redundant and then go and buy another company? It doesn't seem right to me. I know that obviously in a free trade society, they're entitled to do whatever they want and it'd be reapportioning of resources and like, um, I think was posted upon the forum i think was it mick posted about its position redundancy rather yeah. than human redundancy which I, you know I, I get that but i still think it's immoral at the end of the day that 
they obviously don't see that they've got the finances to support Comet, but they've got the finances to buy game. It might I suppose the, the counter-argument to that would be they're saving more than a thousand jobs mm. by buying games. So. Yeah. It might not even be about the money. It might be that they're making people redundant there because the stores aren't doing as well. I know that Comet, the people's opinion of Comet changes all the time. One minute they're kind of a good shop people like to go to, but sometimes people just kind of see them as a bit... You know, they can be overpriced or they can be kind of... I don't know. Mm. I don't think there's even a Comet in Peterborough anymore. I'm sure it's There is next down. to Iceland. Oh, is there? Well, I've got go. my telly there. They messed up. See, this is the thing of what messes people's opinion up of them. They messed up the finance on mine and told me I'd paid it off. So I thought... Oh, yeah, because I wasn't sure whether I had. I paid off a load of things um, when I moved into my new house. Wasn't sure what I'd paid off. They told me I paid it off. So I thought, all right, all this money left over, sorted. Yeah, later they go, you haven't paid for your telly, sir. <laughs> you owe us 600 quid. <laughs> and um, I ended up having this year-long kind of argument with them where they went through all the calls, the letters. Yep, we have told you you paid it off, but you haven't. I was like, yeah, but you told me. And in the end, they knocked like 50 quid off. But, yeah, things like that make people think Comet are a bit shy. And, um Obviously, that that that's more the reason I think they're probably suffering. Um, they're, they're struggling to sell stuff to people. It's been a recession anyway. I don't think they're just struggling to afford to run it. If people just don't want to shop there, then that's it, isn't it, really? It, I mean, to me, it suggests they're just... It would be a case of buying it as sort of speculation. Mm. Go, go into it because it gets them lots of city centre units that they can then do what they like with, sell off the half that they don't need because they don't need free units in each city centre yeah. I don't know how Comet is in other towns and cities but like you say it's well on the outskirts in Peterborough well away from well away from the standard um, shopping centres and everything mm. well buying game gets them straight back in the middle of the shopping centres at a relatively low cost because games share prices through the bloody floor um, it and might, it's just just might be a way of relocating their stores. It might even be that they want to. They know they're laying off a thousand people. Maybe they're thinking if we buy up game and have all the extra spaces, we can open littler comets and then not lay off a thousand people, mm. re-employ eight hundred or something. You know. So we, we don't know. We're not the CEOs of Comet. You're saying they're laying off a thousand, but I imagine they're doing everything they can to get their whole op capita empire going or whatever. It would worry me though if they start making game stores into mini comics, I mean, what happens then to the video games side of mm, things? Exactly. Because, no, no. I mean, if they're not particularly great price-wise as it is now, well, I mean, I know most people probably wouldn't notice the difference with game, but that was certainly something that harmed them, was that they didn't price match to their competitors on the high street. I know that was largely due to supermarkets, but certainly the game that I go to wasn't even price matching to HMV a couple mm. of doors down. Now, there's no excuse for that. I mean, HMV sold, um, oh, bloody hell. I think it was, was it the latest Call of Duty? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Modern Warfare 3. I think they had it at 39.99 and game was selling it at 42.99. Um, so it's, I don't know. Uh, hey, I mean, if it keeps people in work, I'm all for it. I just mm. hope they don't cock everything up well, that's the thing. if, it, it if it's done in the right way if they buy game as it is and buy it as a going concern and continue and save that business and save those jobs and save 
game having a game retailer in this country then that's great and they're going to end up in a positive because if they lose mm. a thousand jobs but buy in however many thousand people must work for game then fair enough they might if they're them. going to put a load of their people out of work buy game and then repeat the job there and streamline game down and lose half the stores and put a whole load more people out of work there then like you say it's a it's a bit of a, a dodgy one and not not really the solution that we were looking for. Yeah. Talking of uh, people being put out of work, Obsidian, the developer of Fallout New Vegas, announced a whole load of redundancies last week, I think, which we didn't really mention. These things happen in the game industry all the time, but it's emerged in the last couple of days um, that they missed a significant bonus payout for Fallout New Vegas by one point on Metacritic. They were due a bonus if it averaged 85% on Metacritic and it only averaged 84. Now... It's the most it, bizarre clause ever. Well, I, um, I think it's fairly common that you get yeah. a bonus based on the performance on there. And I think the, the reason I wanted to raise this is, do we think that's the right way to go about it? I mean, I was reading about this earlier. That Metacritic rating was based on the reviews of 80 people. Um, I mean, they're reviewers. Yeah. But Are they professional reviewers. Yeah, it's yeah. eighty magazines, websites. Um, so, but they averaged it out at eighty-four, and they missed out on their bonus because of it. And that could have directly led to the redundancies they had to make the week before because they didn't get the bonus from that. If they'd have got that bonus, they perhaps could have afforded to keep those people on. I did read. Um, they've mentioned that it was also partially people just going on there and viewing it so not just professionals mm. so you kind of i i thought well if they saw that it was nearing the deadline and it was on 83 why the hell didn't they just get loads of well no the the there's two different scores on metacritic mm. and the one that was used for the bonus is the one that's professional oh, right. reviewers um and that came in at 84 but what the guy on twitter said the obsidian guy is the way they were paid for fallout new vegas they got a lump sum up front but then they got no royalty at all mm. from that game and that was all based on Metacritic. So regardless of the fact that it was a massively selling successful yeah. game, all they got was their initial upfront payment and nothing else from it because they missed out on their bonus by one percentage point on Metacritic. But I think it's fairly yeah, I standard. Know it's common, but I mean, they, if they agree to it, 84... I know, I, um, I don't um, like it, but if they agree to it, it's their fault really, isn't it? I mean, I'd want to know that my boss was saying you know, 85, yeah, but maybe we have it in increments further down or something like that. They're obviously wanting them to do it because they're a good team. Um, I don't know. I just sort of think I'd have prepared for this more. Again, if they if they know that their bonus isn't a given, they shouldn't be committing the funds there. If they, you know, mm. they shouldn't be building. If they're going to have to lay loads of people off, that's outrageous. But do you think they were in any kind of position to have those kind of negotiations or would mm, it have been maybe. a case of, look, if you don't want to build it, someone maybe, else will make yeah. it. It's fallout. Well, surely, hang on a minute, but I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Surely a company should be based, pay, paid the uh, the bonus based on sales. Exactly. Not review scores, mm. because that could have sold nothing. I mean, yeah. how many games, look at Okami, for example. What was it, averaging in the 90s, probably, yeah. on there? That sold bugger all. Mm. So it's not exactly good business practice on both sides, because certainly from the Obsidian guys, because it's sold by the bucket load, and they're not going to get any bonus for it. Um, and it's certainly... Okay, it, it's worked out good for... Who published it? Bethesda. Bethesda. It, it's worked out good for them because they don't have to pay out a bonus despite the fact that it's sold 
millions of copies and was one of the biggest selling games when it was released. Mm. But it, that could easily work. It could have worked the other way. That could have sold very little, although it wasn't likely to in 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 Fallout's case. Um, but it certainly could for another company. Mm. And then, but then get a ninety on Metacritic and then have to pay a huge bonus out of a pot that is relatively yeah. empty. Whatever it's way, not sold. yeah. Whatever way you look at it, this plus all the nonsense that's been going on at game, there seems to be some crazy financial decisions made in the video game industry at Definitely. the moment. It seems it a mess. Really what is. confuses me, what worries me a little bit though, as well, is now that we've found there's been one point in it and blah blah blah, and low scores are making people redundant. What if it affects the way people are reviewing games? So if if they're thinking, well, I can't give it too bad a review because loads of people will lose their job and be ruining lives, are they going to start? being a bit, you know, oh, I'll give it 90, they'll be safe with 90, and then loads of games, the minimum you get... Well, there was that story a few years ago, I forget the guy's name, who was fired for scoring a game too low on a review. Mm. That's right, that was uh, the Kane and Lynch. Yeah. You want proper reviews, though, don't you? You want to know, if a game's shite, you don't want to be spending 40, 50 quid on it, you want to know it's Mm. shite. Well, this is it, I mean, there was the whole issue with Driver, even going back a few years, where two magazines got an exclusive early review a month before everybody else, scored it 9 out of 10, and it was shite. It was, mm. it, the game was fundamentally broken to the so, point where it was unplayable. I mean, so, I know I said... Yeah, go on. I know I said earlier, like, um, one of the games I reviewed, I said, oh, don't get it, it's terrible, you know, oh, it's really... Whatever. And you do kind of, when you're saying it, you kind of think, well, someone's got so much time making that, and you do feel a little bit like... They've spent hours on it. That people are playing it, but I think it's shite. And yeah, I always get a little tinge of if that was me, I'd be outraged that have called my work shite. But you have to be honest that you can't yeah. just say, "Oh, it's brilliant," and then let all of your listeners or readers run out and buy it because if it's shite, it's shite. And it's a, it does it's concern me. Opinion though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, I mean, like I could call Turning Point crap. There might be a hell of a lot of people that think it's crap, but there's going to be people out there that that like it. I mean, I have a pretty high tolerance for games i'll like i'll like most games that other people won't like you'll get some that don't have any time for games that have the slightest you know issues with and they'll say yeah. oh it's shit where i you know i'm a lot more tolerant and you know i will honestly say i come across very few games that i would say are completely crap and i hate yeah. them you know i mean even like i said even with turning point there's good there's good points to it. I think it's a crap game, but there's still good things in there. Um, it was, you know, the the basic premise of it is a great idea. It was just poorly implemented. And like mm-hmm. I say, I think more than anything, it was probably because the studio was doing it on a very tight budget and probably had a very small team of people when mm-hmm. compared to other studios, you know, like Infinity Ward, um, who have a huge number of people working for them and also have... Um, you know, outsource to other developers to help them with the games as well. So it is, I think it's important that reviews remain impartial. And the more you see this type of effect on staff, the harder it is to be impartial because a lot of these websites, they want to get access to the games being developed. That's it. Developer interviews, stuff like that you're going to inevitably forge some kind of personal bond with whoever the, whoever's working on the game mm. um, because you're going to be interviewing them. You're going to be talking to them. They're probably really nice people that are working under very tough situations and circumstances, um, you know, being pushed to a ridiculous deadline by the publishers. And the game comes out and it's not what it should be. 
it's it's like you said, Steve, you can have it at the back of your mind that yeah. if I give this game the honest review, you know, it's got bugs in it and it's not as good as it could have been. And that's the difference between giving a game 70% and, you know, 85%. You're going to have that at the back of your mind. If I don't give this 85%, I could contribute to this guy getting fired. And mm. I know how hard he's really worked on something. And I think that is that is got to you gotta yeah. have a conscience you'd have to be so Ooh. devoid of of any conscience or morality to for that to exactly, not affect yeah. your decision that's the other thing that sort of emerged from this story as well because one of the reasons fallout new vegas was scored down was because when it was released it did have a lot of bugs and that was reflected in a lot of the early review scores all those bugs were fixed by a patch within that first month which obviously this developer was working on um, but the review scores don't get amended once the patch is out to fix the broken game. Mm. So again, it comes back to the publisher has forced the developer to release the game before it's ready. And then the review scores are lower because of that. But then the pub, the developer still has to fix the game, mm. but the review scores don't increase. And then the developer basically ends up doing that extra work for free. Yeah. And it, it oh, all just it. seems crazy and broken and the whole industry just needs someone to grab it and shake it and fix it because things like this can't go on. But unfortunately, you've got the big companies who can basically do whatever the hell they like. And in this situation, if Obsidian had said, well, no, we want a royalty, <laughs> then Obsidian don't make Fallout New Vegas. Someone else makes it. Mm, it's okay. unfortunately the way it is at the moment, but it needs fixing. Yeah. Um, more news um this is xbox well potential next xbox details this sort of emerged just as we were releasing last week's episode um but it's been strongly suggested that the new xbox won't have a disk drive on it this comes on top of the rumors we've already heard that it won't be able to play pre-owned games and it will have single use games on it as well are we looking at an Xbox that is going to be download only, or are we looking at some kind of other storage media like a memory card or something like that? Do we think? Well, the, go on. I was going to say in, in the story, it does say that the the rumor is it's going to use a proprietary card system, mm. be the same as the Vita. That's a proprietary card system, isn't it? It's not yeah. quite an SD card as standard. It's like you know Sony's own. I think that's probably what Microsoft are going to do because. Let's face it, the thing that's probably caused most people's complaints with the, with the 360 is that their DVD drives are shite. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're so <laughs> noisy. noisy. I mean, even in the 360S, it, it sounds even worse because there's less um, sort of surplus fan noise from the unit. When that drive makes a racket, it really does stand out. And as a multimedia player, it just defeats the objective. I would never ever use my xbox as a unit to watch films on mm. because it's too noisy and disk drives are more prone to fail because the mechanical units that are moving all the time so you've got wear and tear on the actual parts that is an, in an inevitability that's going to happen whereas cartridge ports tend to be more um durable i mean you only have to bear the mind that there's still mega drive super nintendo's nes's and master systems by the bookload, mm. um, do we still working? But they, there's never going to be that many PS3s, 360s, and so on no. still working because the drives are going to wear out. That is yeah. going to happen. It doesn't matter 
you know, it's an inevitability that the drive motor is going to pack in at some point. It's like hard drive units do. Isn't that going to be quite alarming for prices, though? Because one of the reasons why, I mean, thinking back to 20 years ago, SNES games were like £60 a pop. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're paying less that less than that now. The thing and is, if, think, if we're going back to cartridge, is it going to ram the prices back up again? I don't think it's going to be cartridge, is it? I mean, it's going, it's going to be like the SD cards. I mean, those cartridges were essentially contained large components of the console system. Yeah. Um, I mean, you switch that console on, it didn't do anything unless there was a cartridge stuck in it. You'd just mm. be faced with a black screen or, you know, if you had a built-in game, it would default to whatever game was built in. Um, whereas nowadays, you can switch your Vita on and carry it without anything plugged in. Yeah. And it's it's a perfectly workable device. So it's the cartridges or the SD cards nowadays is really just data for the game. Mm. It's not like it's... I mean, you would get cartridges in the past, I remember, for the Mega Drive would actually have increased um, size, uh, memory size. They would say, oh, it's a 16-meg cartridge. Yeah, I remember and, that. You know, so the, it, it, there, was a, there was a considerable amount of stuff going into a cartridge. I imagine um, these will be just basically sticking it in and it will just complete the circuit where it will read that through it. Yeah, it's not it, going to be anything it, amazing. It'll just it's, be... it's, it's just going to be like it is on the Vita and like it is on the 3DS. It's going to be those. Excellent. I mean, you look at the storage space now that they can cram in. It's mm. far greater than what the Definitely. DVD-ROMs can. So, yeah. I mean, you measure it in what you can... I don't know how many gig you can. What being on the little memory sticks you can get now was something ridiculous. I've got a thirty-two gig one, I think. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, the storage isn't the. That was no. the main reason of moving to CD-ROM was it was cheaper and it had a higher storage capacity. But nowadays, yeah, it's not so much an issue. I actually think it's a great idea. Yeah, definitely mm. too. The uh, the other thing coming out of the Microsoft camp is that it's now quite strongly rumoured that we're not going to get any kind of announcement this year. They've basically said, as far as they're concerned, E3 for them this year is all about Halo 4, Forza, and really giving the Xbox 360 one last push. So it could be that we're not getting any kind of announcement on that this year, and it actually all comes next year, mm. um, which we're already expecting with the next PlayStation, I think. So this could just be the year of the wii u coming out and no more hardware announcements which i think looking back on some of our earlier episodes we at that point we were all kind of expecting announcements at this year's e3 yeah, been looking all the rumors are coming out at the moment and you, you just expect there'd be something coming but they apparently yeah. are saying not Leave it to it it's um, either it's either just to do you know send people off the scent because if everyone remembers when they were supposed to be unveiling the 360S, which was supposed to be a surprise um, a couple of years ago, E3, <laughs> some Italian website <laughs> had already unveiled it a day before. <laughs> so they're probably trying to throw people off the scent a bit. Uh, that's what I'd like to think, because honestly, if that's all Microsoft have got to bring to the table at this year's E3, they might as well not bother showing yeah, up. Just send an email. <laughs> it was shite. Their, their presentation was rubbish last year. I mean, it was just about the Connect, And then, you know, people were that pissed and then that fed up that when the Halo 4 announcement happened at the end of it, there was barely a murmur. It was just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> So they've really, they can't, surely to God, they can't go into E3 with the same game plan because, you know, I think pretty much everyone said that their E3 last year was 
a waste of time yeah. and that Sony blew them out of the water and even Nintendo with the Wii U which was one of the worst presentations of a console <laughs> I've ever seen because everyone at the end was saying is it just a controller or is there a new console they never, <laughs> they never actually <laughs> said yeah that thing that was in the background it was only I clocked it and said that's a different shape Wii. Yeah. So they're either relaunching the Wii or it is a new console. They never actually mentioned the console unit whatsoever. It was just all about the controller device. And even that was better than the Microsoft presentation. So they <laughs> I'm I'm clinging on to maybe a vain hope that they're gonna do right at the end of it. Mm. Ta da is <laughs> the, the new Xbox and yeah. everyone's gonna go, Oh you little scamps, you know, you had us going there for a minute. <laughs> um we mentioned it earlier, Mass Effect Free and all this alternative ending nonsense. The thing that caught my eye is it's raised thirty five thousand dollars for charity. The it petition that they've had for getting this ending changed. Are they are they likely to listen? Do we think any... I can't imagine they're going to change the ending just because people are bitching about it. And if so, should I put the game away and not play it? Can, can, can I just raise a question here? Yeah. Right. I know it's for charity, but who on earth gives a shit enough about <laughs> the ending of a video game to raise $35,000 or pounds or whatever for charity in the middle of a global economic crisis. It's mad. There must have been something else going on alongside it. Like the- I mean, I'm, I'm great. It's for charity, and I think that's fantastic. But there are that many people who think, gosh, I'm so outraged, I'm going to give some money to charity <laughs> over this. Yeah. To, sign, you know, to, to pay to sign a petition. You know, when we've got stuff going on in this bloody country that is really important... That you don't have to pay to sign the petition on the government's own website yeah. because if they get what is it a thousand names on it, they have yeah. to raise yeah. the motion. And we've got all of this crap going on, and we the people can't get a thousand people to sign something that's fundamentally affecting millions of people. <laughs> and yet there's a few gamers out there who are like, and it can only be a few because how many people have got to the end of Mass Effect Three? Oh, it's exactly. surely not everybody who's bought it. Have raised thirty five thousand dollars in charity. I, I imagine that somebody has started that up, and the cause—I mean, I can't remember what the cause was now. I had it up on my screen a minute ago, but they probably thought, "I like that. I'm going to give a massive amount," and yeah. that's kind of made it explode into a news thing. That's probably mm. got it more. But um, if I reckon there must be somebody who's given them like fifteen grand or something, some <laughs> mental rich person who's yeah. they're they're raising money for cancer. I'll just give them fifteen. I don't know what it is they're raising money for, but you know, um, that's the only explanation. It makes me, it does bring me back to the thing about playing the co-op and the fact that I'm potentially being forced to do that. Though I'm sat here thinking. I want to play the actual proper Mass Effect experience. I've been playing this game for, what is it, five years now? Along the same story with the same character. If they're going to bring out a much better ending in six months' time, I might just put this game away and play it then. (laughs) Because, and um, I'm sort of, I've been looking forward to this game for so long that I don't really know what to do with it now. Play it through for the original intentions and then see if I have another one, surely. I don't play games more than once, ever. Yeah, but if they release a new ending, it'll be surely a new story. It's not just going to be a new video for the end, surely. Who um, knows? Maybe they'll do like an expansion pack or a Yeah, it just it, it piqued my interest because it sort of knocked the wind out of a Mass mm. Effect free sales. It's been the game that 
probably alongside Only Portal, we've mentioned it on just about every episode. I've been hyping it up, and now I'm sort of a bit deflated about it. Actually, wait six months. <laughs> I'll uh, buy the other two when we finish uni, and uh, I'll uh, catch up. We can do co-op together. <laughs> right, we've got a, um, a couple of release dates that have been announced. We've got House of the Dead 4 coming out on PlayStation Network on the 17th of April. Um, so Adi will be getting that. Actually, um, I will, because I like House of the Dead. I can do a video on it. Oh, there we yeah. go. Um, I'm not a massive fan of House of the Dead. I was going to say, I Dead. can't take him seriously. I just imagine <laughs> I'm in like an arcade and yeah. surrounded by chavs kicking the 10p machines to get money out of them. Mm. We, um, anyone who is a big fan of House of the Dead, the cinema in Peterborough, they still have House of the Dead 2 in there. Um, we saw when we were in there and the Time other week. Time Crisis 2 as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, well? so you can go and play uh, lots of very old shooting uh, games yeah. at the oh, cinema God. in Peterborough. Um, is walking... that like the land that time forgot? Oh, yeah, they even have Aliens, the, the machine in there. <laughs> aliens, that was out in the 80s. Yeah, that's that was out in the 80s. That is they, incredible. Uh, what was the, um, it was Outrun they've got as well. Was that the racing Something game like they that, had? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think they've got new machines in there for at least 15 years because that Outrun machine, I remember playing on that when I was a kid. I don't and it's think, the same machine. I don't think there are technicians alive who know how to fix those machines anymore. They're all dead. <laughs> they're all retired and like died of old age. So if they ever break, that cinema will just have no games in it. Yeah. It's so shocking. Um, the Walking Dead is out next month on um, PSN, Xbox Live, PC. It's episodic. Um, it, I'm interested because it looks quite yeah. good. Um, but it's a, like Haley was saying a few episodes ago, comparing it to the Back to the Future and other one which was it Jurassic, Jurassic Park and um, it's another episodic thing along those lines I was interested in this well, I wasn't interested at first because the series had gone a bit wet and a bit cold and just and you fight and I thought I can't be asked of it and then the series has suddenly got really good so I'm kind of it ends next week on like FX and in America and um I keep thinking to myself, why are they waiting a month? Why not release it after next week so that it ends and then the next week this is out? Because when it ends, I'm going to think, I want more! And so I'll probably go out and look for this. Whereas... It gives you a month to read the comics, which I've just started reading, mm. and they're quite but good. Even then, a month, I'll have forgotten about it. I'll be on the Mad Men or whatever's coming yeah, out next. they probably have to finish the game, the ignorant swines. How dare they? What, make it? Yeah. Well, surely they're not making it and releasing it within a month. Surely they'll have finished it and they're getting the review copies out this week or whatever. I would imagine so, you know? yeah. But um, I just think it's odd to odd to, to be releasing it a month after the mm. show ends. It Does it seems... finish here next week or is it just Something America like finishes sure next, next week. week? Fair enough then. Um, Diablo 3, released on the 15th of May on PC, doesn't interest me at all because I don't like gaming at a desk. But again, uh, AD will buy it and probably buy a PC to play it on. on the Mac as oh, well. Oh, is it? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's there, I'd be coming on the Mac. You certainly, all the Diablo games I've been so far, so... <laughs> They'd be mad not to nowadays, wouldn't they? Yeah. I'd be very upset. <laughs> I've been waiting years for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it is out on the PC, you'll just have to buy a PC to go with no. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grand Theft Auto Five. we were expecting it silly season this year but it looks like it's being moved back to march 2013 um basically to avoid call of duty and assassin's creed and bioshock by the looks of it um which is fine by me because i'll definitely buy it and play it if it comes out in march Mm. um so that's That's uh, probably what they're doing again well again this is something we've talked about before rockstar seems to be one of the few companies that understand that you don't need to get it out for christmas if you bring it out in march everyone will buy it 
Like yeah. with Mass Effect, everyone's bought that. Anyone who's got an Xbox, apart from Steve, <laughs> has bought that game. Whereas if that had come out in the middle of October, then you'd have perhaps got Bioshock instead, or Borderlands, or Assassin's Creed, mm. or Call of Duty, or any of the other games that are coming out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so it does make sense. Rockstar understand it. I just wish other companies would pay attention as well. You have 12 months in the year. Um, well done, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying is... You, you Just edit, edit it there and leave no, seven days. 12 months in the year to choose from, and everybody all tries to go for the same month. I know. It's just ridiculous. It, it, it's. I think they're working yeah. on old models. I think back in the 90s, when it was the snares and the Mega Drive, Christmas probably was their only time they really mm. went mental and everyone got 10 games or whatever. But nowadays, obviously, everyone's just well we've all grown up and so we're all buying them whenever um see i think they are just all it needs like we said earlier all needs a massive shake-up it's all kind of going down the path steve's a man to do it yeah i am bbc iplayer heading to xbox live um and interestingly xbox live um free accounts as well Mm. yeah i was gonna say because to it yeah that's what happened before it was supposed to be out a while back and the BBC turned around and told Microsoft to sod off. You can't charge for our stuff because yep. it's all covered by the license payer. And so we don't charge for any of our, well, basically any of our interactive stuff they don't charge for. Mm. So because it was going to be only on Xbox Live Gold, the BBC was saying, well, hang on, no, because that's inferring that we're charging for something which we're not. You're not allowed to do that. And that's why it's taken so long. So. Mm. Obviously, Microsoft's new trying to corner the market with the TV have decided to bite the bullet because the iPlayer is fantastic. Yeah, I'm really pleased. I looked for this the other week. Um, I've I've only really started using my Xbox as a TV device recently. I just got Netflix the other day. And um, the wife wanted to watch something on iPlayer and I couldn't get it to work on my computer. And I thought, oh, I'll go for the Xbox. Brilliant. And suddenly thought, oh, no, it's not on there. They have like four OD, five, whatever it's called, and ITV, I think. I'm not 100% sure about ITV. But, um, yeah, I'm really pleased it's on there now. I don't think I'm going to bin my Skybox, I reckon, because we only ever watch boring kids' shows on it, and they're on Netflix now. So I'll be throwing that through someone's window at some point soon. Probably yours, Kev. Well, exactly. A couple of rumours to finish off the news section. Um, One that I haven't put on the running order, so this is going to throw you off completely, Steve. He looks confused. Um, Rumours of an Elder Scrolls MMO being revealed very, very soon with more details to follow at E3. And that excites me. That does rather a lot. Because the one thing I always used to think of with Oblivion was, God, this would be awesome if it was online. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same with Skyrim because the worlds are so big. And obviously with an MMO, they'll they'll have to keep building on it. But I imagine they sling them all together, don't they? Yeah, I mean, that's it because you've had Morrowind. um, You've got, you've had, what was was it? Cyrodiil. Cyrodiil and now Skyrim. So you've got those. I mean, there'd be others as well, I know. But you've got those three and they're enormous worlds as well, just as they currently stand. But... Yeah, I I can I could see myself being dragged back into the world of MMO. Oh yeah, um, I've I my only experience of MMOs is playing an hour of World of Warcraft and just not liking it. But if they do this properly and it is the actual same world from Oblivion and the same world from Morrowind and Skyrim and I can go to these places that I already know and I can walk from my house in Whiterun all the way to my house in Imperial City and you know just if it's the same 
I will love it. If it's all new yeah. stuff, just branded Elder Scrolls, I couldn't care less. And but if I, new, I don't, well, I don't know. They've got the worlds there. I, I'm not asking for my save games and my characters to go over, but I want the towns and cities that I'm already familiar with to be in the game in the same place that I know they are, and just to be able to go from place to place. And that would be absolutely outstanding. And I would play an MMO properly for the first time. Yeah, I, I'd, I would want the essence of what makes these worlds so great. Mm. Because the, even in a single-player game, you feel it's a lived-in world. You feel like there's a world that's going on with other people doing their own business and what have you, even though, obviously, there, there isn't. So I would want the same essence of gameplay, but, you know, obviously the fewer NPCs and more yeah. real people running around, I think that would be absolutely amazing. What I think the series is crying out for it. Oh, definitely. What they've said is it's looking to be set 200 years before any of the current Elder Scrolls games. So I imagine that's their way of sort of it being slightly different. So perhaps some of the cities haven't been built yet and things like that. And perhaps there's stuff in slightly different places. So that allows them a little bit of wiggle room to move stuff around and change it slightly from what we're all used to. But it needs to be... Elder Scrolls as we know it mm. yeah. um, and if it is and if it works properly if they throw this out and a Fallout MMO which is the other one that's being rumoured if they both come out I might as well just bin my consoles because the amount of time I've poured into Elder Scrolls and Fallout games on my Xbox if they went never ending MMOs I just wouldn't ever need to buy another game again because I'd just, <laughs> I'd just yeah. sit there playing them it would ruin my life I'm kind of hoping it doesn't happen <laughs> um Talking of stuff that you have to pay extra for, like MMOs with the subscriptions and whatnot, EA are exploring subscription models for the Battlefield series. Obviously, we've got Elite on Call of Duty at the moment, which basically means if you want to play everything Call of uh, Modern Warfare 3 has to offer, it costs you, what, 80 or 90 quid to buy the game and buy Elite on top of it? Yeah. Um, and I think EA have basically said, wow, they're charging 80 or 90 quid for this game. We're only getting 40 for hours. How do we fix this? So it looks like that. I don't know if it will be something along the lines of Elite, where it's. I think Elite is a yearly subscription of like thirty-five, forty pounds a year to get access to all the map packs and things. Whether it's going to be something like that, or whether they move more down the route of, I don't know, monthly payments, something like that. I don't like stuff like this yeah, happening. I can strange. understand why they look to do it because they're the most popular games out there, and there are so many people who will pay that kind of money. Because I mean. You, the sort of person who's going to buy Modern Warfare and Elite, that's probably the only game they'll buy for the six months, and mm. they're happy to stick 80 quid on it because they know they'll get hundreds and hundreds of hours out of it. I don't. I yeah. just want to be able to play Battlefield. I think I've played Battlefield 3 for maybe 20 or 30 hours, and that's a lot for me, and I'll perhaps do another 20 or 30 hours before I'm done with it. I'm not going to get my money's worth on 80 quid. What bothers no. me a little bit is obviously as well, um, especially with the people that we tend to play with, um, if they all suddenly have this elite version of it and I can't do half the maps they're on because they're paying 80 quid a year and I'm paying 40, it seems a little bit Well, both you two have already hit that yeah, playing online with us on Battlefield 3 because I got the limited edition one, so had the extra maps. Mm. Everyone else had already upgraded to the extra maps. You two wanted to play with us and you both had to shell out, I think it was a tenner, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the back to Kirkland maps. Mm. I mean, I didn't mind that. Yeah, I did. Because yeah. It's, it's a map pack, and it actually there was a lot in it. Yeah. It was it was pretty good. Um, but the the strange thing with these subscription service like the Elite one, it's not the maps aren't exclusive. They're just exclusive 
well, for a very short yeah, period they get of time. Out, they? Yeah. And it, it's like it's an awful lot of money to pl- to pay for what is essentially one big stat screen. Which I mean, I might be wrong, but that's certainly what seems to be what's being sold with this elite business is all your statistics can be accessed in one place um as well as early access to the 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 content that comes out for it it seems an awful lot to pay for the privilege of a few weeks advantage over over other people Mm. um i i'm with you i i think put it in the game we pay enough for the fucking game i don't want to be paying more yeah, for for a stupid subscription service. I, I think the what what EA should do is see what the uptake is next year of the Elite for Call of Duty. Yeah, because everyone who's interested in it will have had it for a year, so they'll be familiar with what it is. Obviously, they'll try and push it again when the new Call of Duty game comes out at the back end of this year, because that'll fit in with when people need to renew it. Mm. Um, but just see then how many people what the uptake is like. Because I'm pretty sure there'll be a number of people, and I tell you, it'll be especially on the PS3 because they got shafted um, because they didn't get the maps early. Um, <laughs> no, they, they, I think they've only just got the maps Jeez. for the elite subscribers. Um, Activision cocked that up completely. It'll be interesting to see just how many, how much of big of an uptake there is. I don't think there will be as much. Mm. I mean, if if people are going to pay for this kind of crap then i despair i really do it's just a nonsense to me it's just a big companies that already make millions of pounds and dollars profit trying to make even more millions of pounds and dollars and profit and what have you actually nothing as well yeah, yeah for doing for doing very little on the back of gamers who you know, all of the time are peppered for cash. And that mm. just, that really annoys me that it's like, how much is enough? You know, when are you going to start putting stuff back? Because let's face it, Call of Duty has done very little other than be, you know, um, a map pack for the past five years. They've yeah. not changed anything significantly since Modern Warfare. You know, they've just added bits here and bits there to the multiplayer, but it's still using the same basic um system that was introduced five years ago with with on warfare and i think it's a disgrace well, that the, they keep charging the thing that really sort of emphasizes what you were saying there as well is so people have paid basically 80 pounds for a map pack this year which is just constantly extra maps based on what they've had for the last five years as you mm. say the new counter-strike game is going to be an xbox live arcade game for a tenner yeah. Now, if you have the option <laughs> between paying 80 quid to play Modern Warfare or a tenner to play Counter-Strike, how many... I just don't see how you end up... I don't see how Modern Warfare doesn't just disappear. I know mm. it won't no. because people love it, but there has Counter-Strike to come... Counter-Strike is much better. <laughs> yeah, there, there has to come a point where people are thinking, this is a better game and it's £10. Yeah. And... I know I mentioned earlier on about how when you're reviewing things, you don't want to be negative because of jobs and whatnot. And But I don't understand when, when people review these ones, when you're not getting anything extra for it and they're basically giving you just a bit of extra time or rehashing things, 
I wouldn't feel bad about reviewing that badly. I'd kind of think if, if you're, do you know what I mean? People don't seem to stand up to it. They just let it happen and chuckle about it and it seems to just get on with it. I guess it's because they review them as sort of standalone products. Mm. And if you take Modern Warfare 3 as a standalone thing, I mean, it is a good game. You, yeah. can't, you can't say it's a bad yeah. game. But it's not any better than Modern Warfare 2 or Modern Warfare and, and they've it is every year you have to buy a new one and the whole bloody community of it moves across to the new one so even if you decide you want to stay on cod 4 you don't get the choice to do that because you'll have no one to play with so, it just seems harsh and, yeah. and <laughs> last little bit on the news before we move on to the best game of all time I'm really just interested to see if it affected any of our listeners. There was all this fuss for a day or two earlier in the week about people's Xbox Live points being wiped. Um, I I mean, it didn't affect me. I didn't even know about it until after it had supposedly all finished. I know you said on the forum, AD, that you avoided your Xbox. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up, by the way, because I was playing online that night. Well, I thought it was to watch your achievements disappear. I was kind of hoping a few of you would get hit so I'd finally have more points or an even kill. (laughs) I'm like, what, 2,500 points? You're all on like the higher 20,000s or whatever, and 40,000s and hundreds of and yeah i just i was thinking oh yeah wipe everyone and then we'll all start well, again ironically enough i did actually get affected not my achievement score on the on the you know on your gamer card on yeah. the main front end of the the xbox live menu but actually when you click on achievements it gives you the breakdown doesn't it so it gives you how many achievements actual numbers in terms of you know if you've played um, based on how many games you've played yeah. what proportion of achievements you've actually got mm. And, and how many games you've 100%ed and all of that business. And what I noticed happened with mine is um, my achievement score on that page was wrong, but my achievement score on the main header on Xbox Live was right. And what it was was there was a number of games. I mean, at one point it showed that I'd only played 54 games, which made me roll around on the floor <laughs> that, laughing that because week. I think I played that many. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I played that many on the first day of when I got the Xbox. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. And when you go to cycle back, you know, historically through your games, there was a whole load missing. I mean, I think now mine's back up to nearly 300, which is, <laughs> which is far more sensible. It, yeah. It's fixed itself. If you're still showing a difference between the two, you should notice every time you come onto the Xbox, um, there'll be a difference. Um, your score will actually start to slowly increase. It's almost as if so they've got like a group of people manually re-inputting the data. <laughs> so eventually, I would love you it if that's the back. case. It's, that's what it seems like because it's very odd. I mean, normally a computer system, when it's back up and running, it doesn't sort of need a number of days with the score slowly increasing back to where it was. <laughs> I could just see all of these like um, interns sat typing away, you know, you know, in this big office in a row with this guy walking up and down saying, how many have you put in? <laughs> We've got to get these many thousand in by the end of the day. You're not going home. <laughs> should we, uh, should we ruin AD's mental image and say, it's probably just backup servers coming back online one by one. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, drop and drop somebody's on a hundred thousand down to like nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. That'd well piss off. Oh, I'm sorry, we've lost that achievement. We can't find it. Right. So, best game of all time. 
almost not able to do this uh, this section this week because it, as part of the changeover between the two websites we basically lost the entire we lost all the data for it and um, so we lost all of this week's on running votes but setting them up on the new site on tuesday and because our listeners are awesome brilliant wonderful people um got basically redid all their votes on the new site and got them all done in time so we have actually got some results for you which when i was putting the plan for the show together on wednesday i was sure we were going to have to uh, we basically booked a singer to come in and do this section for us and just, Sorry, Manolo, just, he's gone now. Yeah, yeah, we were going to have show tunes for 20 minutes yeah. as, instead of this section but luckily we've uh, we've managed to avoid we'd, that we'd convinced him to replace like mandy with the words uh, best game of all time chart yeah. and things like that so yeah, he's going to sing it all but, about it but you know because you like got onto the new forum and got voting so quickly there's uh, him. He's yeah, in the corner. yeah, he's yeah he is still here because you know we booked and paid for him but there is no reason to have him on the show now so he's been making tea well he has and he's been making it too hot for steve um but anyway the results of last week's votes and just scanning down the list i am just about happy with all of them yeah, I, think. I was just thinking the same um, it's all gone how i wanted except for a draw where i wanted to win yeah left for dead beat halo 3 which i mean i can't see how there could have ever been a any other Definitely. result for that one, that one's fine. Geometry Wars 2 beat World of Warcraft, which I'm really happy about and wasn't expecting. I thought World of Warcraft would win that, but luckily it didn't because Geometry Wars is ace. And then we had two draws. We've not had any draws yet. So I sat there thinking about what we're going to do about draws. And I think we'll do the same as what we did in the preliminary rounds, where we'll just bung them both through to the next round and have three-way ties. I expected you to just pick the one you wanted to win. <laughs> I, I, old me would have done that, but yeah. now I'm a man of integrity. I couldn't possibly do that. Um, so Civilization 4 and Sensible World of Soccer drew and both go through, and Metal Gear Solid 3 and The Sims 3 drew and both go through, which AD's really happy about because he loves The Sims. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. This week's matches, again, these are already up on the forum. Voting is already taking place on them. You've got until next Wednesday night to get your votes in on these because that's when we'll be putting the show together for next week. Um, so we've got Silent Hill 2 against Super Mario Kart, which for me, that is the easiest vote we've had so far, Kart I think. You have uh, got to be joking. You're the only person who's not voted for Mario because Kart I'm so far, AD. You're chicken oriental, AD. Yeah. You're absolutely mad. and. It, the blue Silent Hill 2 is a work of art. It's sensational. Yeah, Super but... Mario Kart will forever have been ruined by the fact that they currently put the blue bloody shells in Mario Kart, which are just ridiculous. And the blue shells are brilliant, because I'm not very good at Mario Kart. The blue she- I wish Forza had blue shells, because I'd have a chance of winning sometimes. Like I love the fact that I'll be miles ahead in a race, and suddenly I'll get blue shelled, and it makes it a challenge. Because if I get knocked back to fourth and still come first, I feel brilliant. Whereas... Yeah, but yeah, that's not going to happen when you're just about to cross the bloody finish a... line and you get blue shell though are you That's i love that because i'm never in the lead yeah. at the finish line i'm the one doing the blue shelling so i think they're outstanding i, always I love think them that's brilliant i mean on the old ones i would be lapping people or playing against the computer and lapping them like several times whereas on this yeah i love being on the finish line and getting quite a apart from anything else as well super mario kart was my first experience of mario kart um and brilliant crazy people Superb Superb games l2 um, is the best well, the world disagrees with you, it seems, AD. But if you do agree with AD, get yourself on the forum and get voting. Because otherwise it's gone, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Black White against... How do you say it? Deus, Deus Ex. Ex, is it? I, I sort of rotate. Sometimes I say Deus, sometimes it's Deus. I'll go, I'll go to AD because he's the king of all things nerdy. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> 
Deus Ex against Pokemon Black and White. I'm scared to vote in this one because I mentioned yesterday something about Pokemon to a listener and he went, you're always on about Pokemon. You're obsessed. Pokemon's the new Final Fantasy. And I just thought, when? <laughs> but yeah, um, you know where I'm going to go on that. It goes without saying. I've That's the first one I've had to abstain from because I, the only Pokemon game I've ever played was the very first one on the Game Boy. And didn't really like it, didn't really play not played Pokemon since. And Deus Ex, I never played. And it's actually on my OnLive subscription. And I went to play it when I first got that. Because I think you get like 100 games on OnLive that you can just play. It's part of your £6 a month subscription. And that was one of them. But it's keyboard and mouse only. Mm. And I refused to game at a desk. So because I couldn't use the controller and the telly for it, I didn't bother with it. Deus Ex is one of the finest games ever made. Pokemon, you can go and shove your Pikachu up your ass, and that's all I have to say on that. People keep telling me that, but I'll never play it unless someone gives me a way to play it with a controller. Cool. Well, it's just one of those things, eh, A-bomb. I reckon Pokemon ought to win that, but probably won't. Joke. Oblivion against Ms. (laughs) (laughs) Pac-Man. Could you get Uh, any more contrasting games than those two? Uh, I think I'd Oblivion's say, won that already, hasn't it? It's well in the lead. I sat there quite thinking I might so. give her a vote. I feel sorry for her, but I didn't. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, Ms. Pac-Man's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. Pac-Man's an awesome game. It's better than the original Pac-Man by a considerable shot, but it's That's just... Why, yeah, the, the Pac-Man didn't make it, but Ms. <laughs> Ms. Pac-Man did, because she's got the sex appeal, I suppose. <laughs> With a knock, pair of knockers like that, you can't go wrong. But um, Oblivion was just that, I mean, that was a system seller for the xbox uh, in early days it was just wow you can do this on a console when you yes. leave the dungeon in oblivion you've never experienced this steve and i no. can't you need to expect have you played oblivion tiny did bit. you leave the dungeon mm. no you need to leave the dungeon Not in oblivion. to leave the dungeon that is a seminal moment in video gaming Absolutely. that's something you'll tell your grandchildren about or maybe not. But I will. Awesome. I'll tell his grandchildren all about it. Why? What's... Because you leave, you're in this pokey little... You're in there for like half hour, 45 minutes. And you're thinking, this is just standard wandering around dungeons, killing baddies. This is just a, one of those games. I've played this kind of game before. You leave the dungeon and suddenly there's bright sunlight in your eyes and you just look all around you and it's completely open landscape. Yeah. And you pick a direction, you walk in it, and you can go anywhere you won and just do whatever you like and to do, that was the first time you'd been able to do something like that on a console and it just looked stunning as well it was the way it happened wasn't it like you say it's just you walk through that door yeah and then you, like you say it is that sort of blinding sunlight and you, you go okay um what do i do now <laughs> i hope i hope everyone did what i did and just jumped in the river <laughs> I just dived into the river to celebrate and sw- and swam across the river and got my ass handed to me by a bunch of baddies that I probably shouldn't have been anywhere near yet because mm. a normal person probably went to Imperial City which we were right next yeah. to and levelled up a little bit I just went diving through the I, I, through did. The I went running into off the into the countryside like yeah, exactly. I, it, to me it was like <laughs> the very first game where I sat there and thought Ah, so this is what the next generation's all about then. This is what all the fuss was about when people were going on about HD graphics, enormous processing power, these big open worlds. Because before that, it was just a load of shovelware. You know, it was like just basically PS2 games done in what's, high definition. Was Oblivion a, a launch polish. title? Because I didn't get my Xbox until a few months uh, No, I don't think it was. I, I got it with my Xbox because I bought my Xbox on the launch date. It, it came out and I got not long after. That 
it, it came out not long after, but it wasn't a launch title. Getting uh, home with my shiny new toy and having Gears of War and Oblivion as the titles I got with it. I've yeah. never had such a good first day experience with a console. It was. A, it's, I think that's why when I got the PS3 a few months later, it took two or three years to recover in my eyes because I came yeah. home with Resistance Fall of Man. And um, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, because yeah, Resistance, unfortunately, because that was delayed delayed with the PS3 delay. It was mm. supposed to be out... Well, the PS3 was supposed to be out a year before it was. Um, and that was ready for a year. So it looked really dated. Yeah. The Xbox had gone into like its second gen of games by that point. So and you got Resistance, and you got that yeah. in one hand, and you got Gears in the other, and you think... Everyone keeps telling me that the PS3 is more powerful, and if this, yeah, is, exactly. if this is like compare and contrast, this looks like a shiny PS2 game. <laughs> this looks completely mm. fantastic. It was like real so, night day stuff. So, in summary, everyone vote for vote for Oblivion, or you're yeah. mad. There has been someone vote for Ms. Pac-Man. Really? Um, I don't know who. I put your hand up, own up, because mm. uh, I need to know who that was so I can mock you. Um, and the last one. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas versus StarCraft 2. This one was quite difficult for me, not because I like either of these games, but because I'm pretty much completely indifferent to them both. Yeah, I was indifferent. StarCraft just isn't my kind of thing. And and Grand Theft Auto, I've said before on the show, I just can't stand... I love Grand Theft Auto games when I first start them. I love driving around, running stuff over, shooting stuff, but I will always get to the point in a Grand Theft Auto game, and it's usually with a driving mission, where I just can't do it. I keep failing the mission, and it keeps taking me so far back, like ten minutes further back in the game, and I'll do it five or six times, and I just can't be bothered to keep redoing that mission, and I just get stuck and stop. I've never finished a Grand Theft Auto game. I think I went San Andreas there, and now I wish I'd gone StarCraft and just thinking about it and well that's one of the excellent features of our shiny new forum Steve you can change your I vote change my vote yes brilliant you can. I'm going to go home and do that now I'm going to skip home you are aware you're sat at a PC now and could even do it from there I will I didn't by heading over to, heading to over to maturegameofpodcast.com <laughs> and having a look at our shiny new forum yeah. Um, but yeah which way did you go on that one AD I went StarCraft 2 because um, I think it's a cracking RTS. I love, I love that. And uh, I don't know. San Andreas disappointed me. I think, as I put up on the forum, I think Jay mentioned as well. They try to put too many new features in, like you have to keep feeding the guy and you have to keep working out and all of this kind of business. Mine um, was just a big fat guy. I just made yeah, it really fat. It just. It just... <laughs> That's how mine ended up. Because <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered with all of the sort of things you had to do to build up yeah. you know, your character. I know why they did it, and I think you can't blame them for doing it because they wanted to introduce something different. But it didn't work, and they quickly dropped that. By the time they got to GTA 4, they'd, they'd given up on that idea. Um, so I, kind of why I'm looking forward to GTA 5, because it is set in the same location. Yeah. Um, but hopefully without all of the crappy bits. So it would be nice to actually play in that area because I thought that the actual city and the layout, obviously it was kind of Los Angeles, was a good contrast to Liberty City. So mm. I'm hoping that's that's how the new GTA will come about and I hope they don't start making you have to go to the gym because I don't even <laughs> do that in real life and I'm not about to start doing it in a video game. You don't need to in real life, Aidy. You're naturally a man of iron. Yeah, I wish. Not a man of steel. I don't know why I went yeah, with man steel. Of iron. Yeah. <laughs> the commonly used metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just had a look. 
I had a look through the voting quickly, and I am the only one who's gone Pokemon over Deus Ex, so uh, that's taken the lead. I abstained. Um, it's not Deus Ex. It's a safe vote, and you know it's right. No, because I don't. I don't feel it's right to vote for two games. For any either of them, I've not played either of them. Eighty. That's cheating. Think of it this way: Pikachu. End of chat. Pikachu's awesome. Pikachu's stupid. <laughs> Pikachu's not the only thing about Pokemon. Well, what? it's the most associated thing about Pokemon. Well, I'm not allowing this to descend into Pokemon discussion. <laughs> it's boring and balls. I'm going to vote for Deus Ex just so we don't have to talk about Pokemon ever again. You know it there makes you sense. go. Decision made. And I was that... going to tell you what Pika means in Japanese, but I'm going to not now, so there you go. Save it for a future show, AD. I will. That just about wraps up Best Game of All Time and the show itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to find out more and come and tell us why everything we've just said is wrong, head over to the shiny new forum at maturegamerpodcast.com um, where you can find all of those wonderful delights, including the three of us, just basically standing at the doorway, waving and welcoming Back you to our shiny new yeah. home. Um, <laughs> bring a bottle because we're still settling in. And watch uh, out for Kev's big brotherly love hands that he'll be waving around, but careful <laughs> not to get smacked in the face by his big flubber chunkers. <laughs> Never heard the word flubber chunker no, before. I like it. I'm going to use it from now on. I might have it tattooed onto a flubber on one hand and chunker on the other. I always have my picture taken doing this, and it will say flubber chunkers. No one knows what I just did. No, I know. Hand, I uh, thought that. Don't <laughs> realise you're on radio. Well, there's a webcam on my PC. I assume I'm being recorded. Um... <laughs> Review us on iTunes, please. It would be very nice. We've, We're so near 100 now. Yeah, what's it, 85, 86 yeah. reviews we've had now. And again, it keeps us right at the top of the charts and top of new, new and noteworthy on there. It keeps me happy at all. <laughs> Especially with the week that we've had where we had like a day where we weren't on iTunes at all. The, none of the links were working because we were changing the websites over. We've actually had more downloads this week than we've ever had in a seven day period before and that was with a week missing it's been sorry yeah a day missing and it's been absolutely phenomenal how that has come about Mm. it's just growing and growing all the time it's it's all thanks to those itunes reviews it is so please 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 keep them coming um five stars would be lovely i remember a few weeks ago i said i don't care what you write in the uh, in the review just tell us whether you prefer coke or pepsi <laughs> made me smile when i saw one yeah. earlier when someone just said great show i like pepsi max i read it and i, yeah. I sat there for a second thinking what and then for oh yeah i love them. i love our listeners they not only if they followed us in droves to our new little home they just make me laugh yeah, we have got. Funny I love listeners. you all. I mean, fantastic. Even, one made me laugh unintentionally, and you said this as well. When he, he sort of said, "Ah, oh, I've been listening for four hours straight. I absolutely love it," and then go four stars, and we were like, "Okay." <laughs> that made me chuckle loads because I just couldn't understand. I read the review, thought he really likes it. Read the rating, I thought, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, stuff." But like even that, that I don't mind that because yeah, I thought it was. Super. It made me laugh. Don't anyone else do that? It won't get a laugh the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five in future. um, No, it made me laugh quite a lot. So, yeah, the funnier the reviews, the better. It's brilliant. (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter. We do have a new Twitter account. Again, as part of the whole changeover to the new site, we are now MGUK Podcast on Twitter. So if you were following the old Twitter account, you can ditch that one off now because that's not us anymore. Mm. Come over to MGUK Podcast. Um, and that's where you'll get all the show details, all 80s videos and stuff. will all be coming from that one. So make sure you follow us on there. Again, most people already seem to be moving over, which is yeah. uh, it's great to see that when we ha- even when we've not had a show to tell you what's happening, people are just 
picking up on it and, and following us to all our shiny new places. Our individual Twitter accounts are still the same. I'm at Lalujo. I'm at RB6K. I'm at A1DY74. Facebook. Not happy about what's happened here. You, it's still the same thing. Mature Gamer Podcast. We have now reached 100 fans on there. <laughs> Who was Guess, the 100th? You're a swine, Aiden. <laughs> you, I can't believe I didn't notice you weren't yeah, already in the group. Um, you drop in there as 100th bloody fan, and I have to reveal, uh, release the video of me dancing. Which Do you I, know how much time I had to dedicate to keep clicking on that to see when it was at 99, so I got in there to make sure I was the 100th? You're a swine. <laughs> first as well. Is the plan was I was only releasing that video onto that Facebook group, so people only got to see it if they were part of the Facebook group. And one of you bloody swines linked, linked it straight onto the forum afterwards. <laughs> and the listeners said they couldn't get on Facebook to see it, so I just put it on there yeah, as well. We have to, we have to, you know, yeah. we have to serve our fans, dude. You know. So, I think the next <laughs> next milestone we have, one of you two has to do something embarrassing. So. No? You feel the pain as well. Um, talking of milestones, actually, obviously we've gone on quite a lot about the switch over to the the new four, and we don't want to labour the point too much. But we are keen to build our numbers up on there as quickly as possible. So as soon as we hit a hundred new members of the four, a hundred members of the forum, um, we are going to give away one of our shiny new T-shirts um, to a randomly selected member. Um, if you can't wait that long, you want to buy a T-shirt, you can always go to maturegamerpodcast.com/store and you can buy them all from there. Um, but yeah, we'll be giving one of our T-shirts away, and you can wander around looking as handsome as me because I'm getting mine ordered so that I can uh, just basically swan around town wearing my Mature Gamer Podcast T-shirt and looking suave as shit, which is uh, which is basically how we should be marketing those T-shirts. <laughs> well, that's our logo. When we're like the next suave night. as shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can email the show again new email address it's all so confusing this week normally i just reel this bit off i'm having to read it all from the piece of paper in front of me today the new email address is show at maturegamerpodcast.com that's show s-h-o-w show at maturegamerpodcast.com you can still reach us on the old one as well we did keep that but it's easier if you just use the new one because they all then come through to our shiny new email accounts and stop us all getting confused mm-hmm. um last little bit before we say goodbye obviously we have moved over to our new site it means we don't have anyone paying the bills for us anymore so if you do feel that you want to help support the show help us pay the bills keep us going there are a couple of ways you can do that we do have a donate button we're not expecting anybody to use it but if you do feel the need to make a donation towards the hosting and upkeep of the site and the production of the shows it's maturegamerpodcast.com slash donate the other way you can do it which i think is just an easy way and isn't going to cause any any hassle at all for anybody maturegamerpodcast.com slash amazon that is a link through to amazon it's the same amazon you'll see if you just go directly to the site but if you do your amazon shopping through that we get a little cut back of anything you spend on there and that again will all go towards making the show and the website better we've got a few plans that we sort of have in the pipeline but need to be able to finance them to be able to do them and we were just talking before the show we'd love to be able to get an iphone app out but stuff like that costs money so if we can sort of generate as much interest and excitement around these things as possible as i say if you're going to buy something from amazon anyway you may as well do it through us and uh, stick a few quid our way. It doesn't change the price of what you're no, paying. No, exactly. You it's don't pay just... anything more for it. It's just a way to support the show whilst going about your daily uh, daily game shopping, which I assume everyone's like Adrian, game shops daily. Is that right? 
It sounds that way. I think yeah. We don't. Yeah, just alien exactly. the rest of the world. And that is that for this week, boys and girls. So thank you very, very much. Sorry we've had to spend so much time going on about all the changes and whatnot. It won't be like this every week. We just wanted to make sure that everybody understood how things are different and where you can find us from now on. And on that note, we shall leave you and see you again next week, peeps. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Bye. Toodle pip. <laughs>